0: Attention, Apple users. Do you have a locked iOS device that was activated with a specific carrier and you want to go to a different company? TabTechUnlockSIM.com can help bring your iOS device over to the carrier you want. With simple, fast, and easy instructions, you can unlock your iOS device without going to an overpriced phone repair store. Go to TabTechUnlockSIM.com. Unlock your next device in the safety of your home for the fraction of the price. And it's easy as one, two, three. TabTechUnlockSIM.com. That's TabTechUnlockSIM.com. TabTech, your next device. Nice. So you qualify. All right. I hate to do this, man. Uh, when was the last time you've been to a funeral?
1: Uh, it's been a minute, man. Thankfully, thankfully.
0: Well, we both got go to go the one today, man. Yep. It's time. It hurts me to do this. I'm sounding like <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. It hurts me to do this. We are gathered here today. In the love, uh, in the memory of Ezekiel Giles, Cameron Giles, Joseph Jones, and LeBron James. Wait, LeBron died? No, 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 not LeBron, not LeBron, LeBron James. Oh,
1: LeBron, oh, Joel Santana, who's uh, named yeah, LeBron James. This ain't, this
0: ain't a fake <laughs> LeBron James, this ain't a parody, <laughs> LeBron James. Okay. I just want to remember the group formerly known as Dipset. (laughs) They lost their name, too? (laughs) I don't know what they are, man. I'm calling them Ezekiel, Cameron, Joseph, and Laron.
1: They are government name status. I feel it. I feel it.
0: They were brutally, brutally murdered. On Tuesday evening.
1: <laughs> on live TV. Yep,
0: And the killers are still on the loose. Ashley posting on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> this was awful, man. Let me just play some music in remembrance of them, man.
1: Remember the good times, man. That's all we can do. One of the biggest moments in hip-hop at the time. Yeah,
0: This is like the part of... The funeral where they play the pictures and all that stuff.
1: <laughs> the montage.
0: Yeah. Remember how they built this city, man? Mm-hmm. Those is the good old days, man. Used
1: to be their city. Now it's no longer. It was taken from them.
0: Yeah. It's not their city no more, they, man.
1: They, gave the, the key, they literally gave the key to Yonkers to the locks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The pass of crazy. the torch, man. Yes. Man, this don't even hit the same, man.
1: It really don't, hey, man. No, That's man. the crazy thing. <laughs>
0: Come on, listen. Brother, Jones. Oh. No. Everyone, we got some, this. We got some dead motherfuckers on the stage. <laughs> <Tuesday. laughs>
1: Yeah, Dwell took a straight-up nap. He should have stayed asleep. Yeah, <laughs> He shouldn't have got back up. I know.
0: You know how you when watching USC? You watch You're know, you know, a USC you guy. Back you know how you watching back USC back. and somebody getting their ass whooped and they get knocked down but somehow get up? It's just like, no, <laughs> nigga, just stay, <laughs> stay down. down
1: <laughs> man, It's not worth the head trauma. It's not worth the embarrassment. It's <laughs> like,
0: dog, they about to fucking kill you, man. <laughs> 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 just stay down. Well, <laughs> yeah, there was some dead motherfuckers on stage last night.
1: Damn shame! I'm at the blockbuster.
0: Still on the blockbuster. Mm.
2: Oh
0: yeah! They coming home,
2: man. Yeah.
0: Coming home to the
1: Lord. (laughs) Coming home to that home in the
0: sky, man. man. Damn man, rest in peace, dipset. Diplomatic <laughs> movement.
1: 2002 through
0: 2021. kitty cat, around the damn sticky Come Damn man. Why well, they ain't play
1: this?
2: It
0: probably Yo. wouldn't matter
1: anyway. They left a lot on the table. We'll get into that. They left yeah, a lot on the table. Not that it would have helped, but they did leave a lot on the
0: table. Man. Uh, down and out. out. They was down oh, and oh. out on yeah. Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Still down and out. Kanye, this is that 1970s heroin flow, huh? Man. Yeah. I hear people Let's talking about it who high, who nah. Uh, Man, they don't know no what are to the game this year. On Come on. Street are legislated. Damn, man. Let's do it. Did you say it forever? Killer.
1: Nah, nah. No. This shit was for about 20 years.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn, man. Listen, I've been copying them pieces. Maybe that's part of the reason. Feel like a box of the and a weed. Man. Went
1: from top ten to not mentioned at all. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Still hard to believe. Man, seems like only yesterday. Yeah. Dipset was alive and thriving. Yeah,
0: man.
2: With the,
1: with the pink land, with pink Range Rover, pink Panther shirts, pink do rags, pink cell phones. The iconic picture, and yeah. with the pink fur. Yeah.
0: Man.
1: Now it's over. Man, the Dipset movement, 2002 through 2021. Rest in peace, Dipset movement.
0: I did not think it was going to end like this, man. People, people probably would have thought Jay Z would have ended them, or um, Nas, or somebody like that. Uh, Even Fifty Cent, yeah, Fifty Cent. I ain't think, I ain't think this was going to end them, man.
1: The locks, man. The locks, (laughs) the locks, man. It was rough. It will, we will break that down. Of course, we are um, referring to the versus battle that happened earlier this week between the locks and Dipset. Um, first universal consensus agreement along among everybody. I think it's the only unanimous decision we've ever had in versus.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: The locks soundly defeated Dipset. We're going to break that down a little bit. We have to mourn the loss of the Dipset movement. I, I I already see people putting a their camera on posters up, <laughs> rolling it up and throwing it in the closet. Yeah. I know some super dips. I know it was hard for you, Figgy. I know you were super. It was very fan. hard
0: for me, man. <laughs> like it don't even hit the same. Usually, I perk up whenever I hear Dipset. I try, dog. I tried to listen to the playlist the um the following day, and I was just like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this don't even sound the same like this was on some fucking um, what was the group that was kind of um that was um a fake group pretty much
1: oh Millie Vanilli.
0: yeah it was like on some Millie Vanilli type shit like yeah. them niggas ain't know the words to they shit
1: oh man They're okay save, right. save, save yeah. the take we gonna get to it we gonna get to it we gonna get to it but yeah, I want to talk about it already, man. Well, we got to yeah. we gotta eat our vegetables first, man. We got to yeah. get through the regular, Degler things in the podcast. This is a busy week, a huge week in hip hop, man. A mm-hmm. lot to break down, a lot to talk about. If y'all thought last weekend's last week's episode was dope, you went for some more fire this week, man, because we have a whole lot to break down. A new Nas album, which has gone under the radar because people all caught up in Kanye and all this yeah. other shit going on. A Nas album drop, we're going to talk about that. A whole lot of other controversies and things to break down on the podcast today so let's let's build ourselves back up yeah let's let's get back into it uh jay (laughs) some people know what they talking what they're listening to right now man the gems and juice we are back at it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. See, we, Dipset dead, but we alive, man.
2: Yeah,
1: we, we alive good, and man. thriving <laughs> In, until we gone versus get embarrassed. We we still, we, <laughs> we good, still man. rocking it. Where the bitches at?
2: Yeah.
1: Bitches? We gotta get the
0: bitches back, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get the ex-Dipset bitches, man. We gotta let them know our movement's still alive, man. I don't know yeah. about them. <laughs> But uh, so yes, we are gonna talk about that in a little bit. But first off, uh, Figgy, I see you rocking the old dog from Minnesota Society. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Britt, Dre, over there. Well, how you been, man? How you doing?
0: Oh man, I'm doing good, man. It's it's uh, it's Saturday. It's, I'm feeling good. I've been juicing all for the past four days. Okay. So um, nothing but juice, and it's hard as hell, man. I ain't gonna lie.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: But, um, yeah, man, I got through it, man. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool, There's man. That's
1: dope. Well, were you inspired by uh, uh, Styles P and his juice company I, and all that? I, I was, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> I was. I got to juice this toxic dip set <laughs> that was in my system, man. So <laughs> I, I, I ain't drinking no Styles P juice, but, shit, man, I I need to, man
1: had to cleanse yourself of the bird gang of dipset of all them man yeah. i understand i understand completely man, man. so <laughs> we, gonna we, gonna it, man. we gonna talk about that in a little bit we gonna talk about that a little bit i want to start off talking about that right now but now we got to eat our vegetables first man we got to stay in line with the topic and uh, the new releases that came out and there was one big one that we're gonna break down first man the legend himself God MC to some people. I'm a J stan, but you know, <laughs> I give Nas his props. That's where it he's, stops. He's
0: godson.
1: son. God's son. That's right. <laughs> Nas dropped a new album. It is a uh, sequel to King's Disease. A- again, fully produced by Hit Boy. Um, about 15 tracks long. Uh, pretty lean, lean listening time. About 51 minutes. Uh, a few features on it. Um, Charlie Wilson, Lauren Hill, who actually raps. And I don't know Mm -hmm. the last time we heard her do an actual verse. Um, It also has Blast, A Boogie with a Hoodie, and YG. Um, And most notably, a remix of the song EPMD, which came out on the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack. And this remix actually has EPMD and Eminem on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know most people probably skipped right to that track, <laughs> but there's a lot to listen to a lot to break down on this album. Uh, so Figgy, come on, we got it. We got, it. it's still New York in here, man. We yeah, still got to bring it up Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since we got, uh, uh, the, one of the original people that dips that dissed who's still around and still making great music. So, yeah. uh, let's break down this Nas album, man. how do you feel about King's disease too?
0: Uh, well, first of all, I was actually shocked that he released the album this quick <laughs> from the first one because it, it only been a year apart. I, I want to say a, a something year something like that. Yeah. So uh, Nas standards. This is pretty quick. And um, yeah, so my first thoughts on it. Um, I like the first song pressure. It was it was a cool way to start the Nas album off. Um, Death Row East. I was curious. I, I saw the track list first. So I was curious what he was going to be talking about in this. And I listened to it and I originally didn't like the song at all. For some reason, I didn't really like the beat. And, um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I didn't really like the beat, the production on this one, but he was giving a good story. He He, he was doing this storytelling thing. So, um, I kind of came back around to that. Um, after that, man, I felt like it was a tough run on this album. I mean, it, it it was kind of a, a snooze fest to me. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't like 40side 40, 40 at all. <laughs> I did not like that. The EPMD, too, um, it was good to hear EPMD uh, together. So uh, I did appreciate that, but I necessarily didn't care for the song as much. Um, Eminem verse. I, I I will say this. I felt like Eminem did um do his thing on the song. I I wouldn't say it's the old Eminem, or you know, I would play this song again. But I was more impressed in his verse with this than uh, any other Eminem verse in a minute, <laughs> as a recent I, I I would say. Um, I didn't really care for. Uh, I didn't really care for Rare. <laughs> It it was weird. it was like a long stretch where I'm like man like this album sound like a um like like Nas is trying to appeal to a certain crowd at this point and then I got to the A Boogie song the A Boogie and uh, YG and I totally skipped that one I I hmm. waited I waited for um A Boogie verse to see how you sound. And I was just like, nah, this ain't it, man. Like, what's going on? Why is he collab? You know, I'm I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with, he shouldn't collab with anybody new. But this, to me, it didn't sound right. It sound like, it sound like this should have been an A Boogie song featuring Nas. Like, Mm -hmm. Nas should have did him a favor and hopped on something like this. And I was just kind of mind blown that this was on a Nas album. I, I didn't like the song at all. By the time it got the YG verse, I just went on and cut it off. I ain't really care for it. Um, the album didn't start picking up until S- Store Run for me. When I heard Store Run, I'm like, okay. Okay, he got me now. I'm like, uh, if I don't like this whole album, then I do like this song a lot. This song, I, I will put in the Serato. So uh, I like Store Run. From that point on, it started picking up pretty good. Moments was good. Um um, now the joint with Lauren Hill, I thought that song was cool. I really, I, I was, I was good with Lauren Hill rapping again. You know, it was good to hear her rap, but I really wasn't too fond of the verse. I, don't, I don't know if he, she just lost it a little bit, or, or is this the Lauren Hill we gonna get for now on? So should I appreciate this Lauren Hill, or was she just kind of, you know, slipping a little bit? but i ain't really care for the verse um i don't know if it's me just living in the past trying to think of you know how she used to be with the fujis and shit like that but that wasn't it on this one to me so i i ain't really care for uh for her verse at all but the song was cool um everything else out um uh, after that i thought it was cool man i think if the album would have started that store run I would um I would think this was a um probably uh I I wouldn't say it's as good as the first one King's Disease but I would say it was kind of close to it but just the first um the first 5 or 6 songs I just wasn't really feeling man and that kind of turned me off of the album a lot but I do like Store Run a lot um I like the song with um I like the song with Charlie Wilson I, it was good to hear him <laughs> um, composure with Hit Boy. I I was kind of I was kind of feeling Hit Boy man. He was he kind of he kind of uh, threw a little verse together. Mm-hmm. So um, I like that joint. Um, yeah, outside of that I thought the album was. I I was I would give the album a, a qualified just for the simple fact that it picked up at store run and then you know it was good but. I was just totally confused on how, you know, some of the, um, just with the A-Boogie feature and, um, the 40, I think it's 40 slide, 40 side. It just didn't sound right. It sounded like he was kind of rapping like Migos on this. Yeah. And I I was, you know, I'm not sure if they trying to, uh, like I'm not sure what he trying to do there. And it just really turned me off. That's, that's not Nas. And one of the reasons I did like Nas is, um, he he never tried to appeal to what's hot right now and it seemed like he did in, at this first part of the album and uh, it was a bit turn off but um, like I said I really like Store Run um, and the second half of the album I thought the second half was solid and so um, yeah so by that I'm, I'm gonna just give it a, a qualified, qualified. for that but it was really it was really troubling how bad this album sound the first part of this album to me
1: I feel you um I don't think it sounded as bad to me but it was a little jarring um I don't need to hear Nas try to emulate the trap sound you know like it it, it was we we don't need that from our legends you know Nas is good the rest of the album did sound good I will say um, this is our second album we've had fully produced by Hit Boy. I'm cool if Hit Boy does like all the rest of Nas's albums from now on. Me too.
0: Man. Me too.
1: I think he's a good, great producer. He's morphed into a great producer, man. If you would have told me back when "Niggas in Paris" came out <laughs> that the dude that produced that song would do two Nas albums and we would actually like it. <laughs> i would i would say you're insane man but he's
0: do you, really do you think he um kind of gave nas another life as far as music? because it seemed like nas wasn't even interested in music at, the, at some point and now you get two nas albums in two years pretty much
1: i think so yeah definitely because before that we had the kanye album that he really wasn't feeling he had missed this you know and he yeah. didn't like the process. Now it came out, so and that was the yep. first
0: album in six years. I want to say
1: yes, yeah. So, um, I mean, until since life is good, I think that was the last uh, Nas album, and he said he wasn't feeling it. So, I hundred percent think that they linked up, and I guess that he found out that Hit Boy had a great sound and. Hit Boy, of course, you know, was probably on to work with Nas, so he put his best work and his best foot forward. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, man, I mean, people have always been begging for a primo-produced Nas album or something like that. We ain't never getting that, but this is the next best thing. I mean, this dude is very versatile, man. I had to look up to make sure all the tracks were produced by Hit Boy because they don't, you know, he has a very, very diverse sound.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: he can make one that sounds like a newer and he did the trap music kind of sound but he also did the soul samples and the typical Nas sounding records so now he's very versatile his beats sound great um flow i will agree on the songs he mentioned especially the one with a boogie and yg yeah we, we don't need that from Nas, man he he could i know he's he's trying to stay young and appeal to you're like he ain't gonna get radio play at fucking damn near 50 years old, man. It's just yeah. not gonna happen, man. But I, I did appreciate I, I'll say at the beginning, uh I liked the first track a lot. Uh the pressure, I thought the beat was cold. I liked it. I thought it was a good intro track. Death Row East. Um, it kind of surprised me that he decided to talk about Tupac now of all times. Yeah. You know, because I was wondering what that was going to be referring to when I saw the track list and I heard it, and it's like, okay, he's talking about 1996 and him running into Pac and their beef and all that. I'm like, okay, to my knowledge, this is the first time he's really talked about it on record about Tupac. I'm like, he's had lines here and there, but he specifically went into detail talking about uh, their beef and how he planned to reconcile in Vegas. Uh, And and I have to say, I I understand and like I appreciate Nas for bearing the hatchet and being the bigger man with the Nas thing with the Tupac thing. But listening to the last interviews Tupac did and the last music Tupac produced and recorded, he did not like Nas, and that's not that's putting it lightly. Yeah, like he he said fuck Nas a lot of times. He said the little nigga named Nas think he live like me. Mm. All this shit, like he he diss nods pretty hard. You see him at the MTV Music Awards with Suge Knight when they promoting the Death Row East. I think that's probably what inspired this song, by the way, because one of his last interviews, he's talking at the MTV Video Music Awards, I believe, and um, uh, he has these signs with his people about Death Row East. And he's saying, you know, hey, we we still on the East Coast, you know, we it ain't no coast beat. you know, these lame niggas like Nas and all these like he called out Nas twice. Yeah. So Tupac did not like Nas.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: Nas likely did not like Tupac. Tup Nas was very young at this time, too. I want to say he was what? 19 something?
0: 21,
1: yeah. Yeah. So he was very young at this time, man. So To act like he was about to go to Vegas and squash the beef, like maybe he was, but I just how hot it was at that time and how New York was rolling. I just don't like the the stories of the people that Tupac beefed with. They're all coming out and saying, "Hey, you know, we 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 was gonna reconcile, we was gonna make it right." Snoop said that he did not. Tupac did not like Snoop when he died, but Snoop came out and said, "You know, hey, we we were gonna reconcile and we were gonna make peace." Okay. Dre said it too, I think. You know, he did not yeah. like Dre at all yeah. at that point. So all these people, like, I feel like it's okay to say R.I.P. Tupac, but we yeah. didn't fuck with each other like that. Yeah, we, that's, we that's
0: what the L.O.T.S. was doing, man. Because they was, yes. they was t- I, I think they gave them respect, but they got Biggie number one overall. So they not putting Tupac over Biggie. And they was they, they always talk, told that story how they was about to go in on Tupac. Mm-hmm. And Biggie stopped them. They was like, nah. And Biggie ended up going back and forth with Tupac, but they was getting their verses ready. And I wish that's one thing I wish I could have seen, man. I wish I could have seen the locks, this songs towards Tupac. I, I yeah, would have been crazy, man. Yeah, I just would. I would love to see that because I don't feel like it was uh, um, outside of Biggie. I don't really know a uh, like a super lyrical, you know, just straight up disrespectful Tupac this. Maybe I'm missing it. But um yeah, what's a super disrespectful like coming from, like a lot's type of flow towards Tupac.
1: No mainstream rapper, like I know some, I think maybe a uh, fucking I think there were some people who who made some Tupac disses, yeah. but it was nobody super big or mainstream. You had
0: man. like you had like a Mob Deep who did something, but it yeah. really wasn't. It wasn't like a two straight up. Fuck yeah, it, it wasn't hit thing. him up, man. It yeah. wasn't hit him up. Yeah, so uh, it would be. It would have been interesting to see the Locks, Jadakiss, and all of them just going in on on the West Coast.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely, man. Definitely, because the West Coast was getting their shit off, man. They fucking. Knocked down the towers and the video and Snoop's video and all that <laughs> shit. Like, they were going in, man. So, yeah. I don't know. But point, point being, the song was good. You know, I, I guess Nas just wanted to get that stuff off his chest. Yeah. But, the, the, um,
0: the other thing that stuck out with that song, because you you brung up how people kind of coming out of nowhere trying to say, oh, it would have been this, but he died. This kind of remind me of the, uh, hey, I was, you know, I was supposed to be in Vegas at that fight.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It kind of remind
0: me of that. Like, I'm sick of people doing that shit, man. Like, oh, I was supposed to be in that car with with Tupac. And I decided to take a taxi and mm. <laughs> all this other shit.
1: Yeah, me, me and Tupac <laughs> supposed to meet up right after the fight, man. But you know, me and Tupac was gonna talk. We gonna crush the beef. We gonna crush the East Coast West Coast beef, man. It yeah. was gonna happen
0: at the bar after the fight. Yeah, I, <laughs> I ended up going man. to the gas station to get a Slim Jim, <laughs> and so I missed the ride. And yep. and that's when he ended up getting shot. It
1: was like, come yep. on, man. I <laughs> think a lot of the outlaws have stories like that too, man. I was supposed to be in, a, I, I would have protected Pac, You know, I yeah. would have ran her from the
0: bullets. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I had yeah. my strap on me.
1: Yeah. I, I decided <laughs> to get
0: in the
2: other car.
1: <laughs> Something told me, man, don't get in that car. with Pac. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just felt something, man. I didn't go. Yeah. So yeah, man. It, it does kind of feel like that. And, and uh, on a low key note too, I feel like we're getting a new resurgence of Tupac stories again, man. Because yeah. Napoleon went on. It wasn't Vlad Tepi. It was somebody else's show, and he started talking about all these stories about Tupac, and a few other people are too. I feel like, and I, I'm. I'll admit, I'm a sucker for it, dog. Like <laughs> I'm a sucker for any new interview talking about Tupac from 96 when he was alive. Because sometimes when you look at the old videos, you kind of find it hard to believe a nigga like this even existed in the world, dog. He was so crazy. Like he was intelligent, but insane at the same time. Yeah. To think somebody that vocal was rapping at, like, cause think think how rappers talk now, man, they're very political, very, you know reserved in their words too cool for school like they don't talk like Pac man nobody in hip-hop ever talked like Pac yeah so it's crazy to really imagine that this dude actually was alive he's more like a myth to us now you know so it's crazy to remember that he actually lived in this world yeah
0: it's crazy because last week I had actually listened to that Machiavelli uh album that came out the year he died and boy, like me listening to that as a grown man, because I heard it as a kid, but, you know, you don't really know. Mm-hmm. But me listening to it and actually listening to the lyrics as a grown man, I'm like, damn, this dude was so, so fucking angry, man. Yeah. Like he was throwing everybody in, in the raps, man. You, you know, he had the um the diss with Nas and, you know, he was throwing everybody in there. I forgot the name of it was it the uh shit uh i forgot the name against of the all odds against all odds, yeah. yeah and then there was some other songs he was just uh toss it up he was yeah. he was talking about dre i want to say mm-hmm. and it's just like damn like that whole vibe of that album was he was angry man
1: he was and
0: um and and then think about it, you know we over the past couple of years we got like unfinished albums from like pop smoke and you know, whoever, DMX. But um, back in that time, man, that album was finished, man, because it came out like two months after he died. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't no streaming there where, you know, he had Pro Tools and shit. Most of that shit was pretty much done. So that was that was damn near his album. Yep. And uh, his, that was his body of work. So it was kind of surprising how angry he was in that, man. He was just like a – he was really – walking around like the world was against him
1: yeah nah he was a hundred percent he he was on 10 man on that whole album yeah. and it's crazy to imagine like i to to be honest his death probably did a lot to descale a lot of things man because if he the way he was talking like he was preparing for war
2: yeah literally
1: yeah so if you stayed around i think we things would have got a lot hotter on the East and West Coast, man. So, not saying it's a good thing he died. It definitely isn't. But yeah. something had to give at that point, it, man, because it, it shit cut, was about to get really hot.
0: Yeah, because it kind of, I, I wouldn't say it cooled off once he passed because Biggie ended up getting killed. Yeah. But it did kind of, I, I don't, maybe it kind of shook up everybody a little bit when he died. And, um, yeah, man, he sounded like he was really about to go to war. It was kind of uncomfortable listening to it, man. Mm. (laughs) I was just like, damn, like he, it it was scary, man. Like, because you don't really hear music like that, uh, music like that. And that's really believable because you know,
1: you hear them talking about imaginary ops. You know, much, yeah. random people that we don't happen. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. But Tupac, he was like putting he names. was Naming it. names. Yes. Yeah. This was I'm just it, it kind of made me uncomfortable listening to it. I'm just like, damn, I know he was this angry.
1: <laughs> yeah, he definitely was, man. And, and that's what I mean, that's what people love and hate about Pac. You know, that that's why people that's why people put him up in their top five. And that's why some people put him lower because they think he was more emotional and not as lyrical. But yeah. either way, man, yeah, it's a crazy album to go back to. Yeah. And it was crazy for nice. It was kind of random for him to bring that stuff up. But I liked it, man. I, I, it was a cool, yeah. cool little uh, way for him to get, I guess, something that had been on his mind lately to to get that off his chest. Uh, 40 side, I didn't think 40 side was as bad as you said it, but I wasn't a really big. I can't say that either did anything for me, really. E- EPMD2 is good to hear. Uh, Parrish and Eric sermon. Uh, Eminem's verse, I had a problem with, and it's not, <laughs> I'm hearing that a lot of people say it was good. It was, it started off good. My main problem with Eminem because I thought lyrically, like what he was saying was good but my problem with eminem is like he has this chip on his shoulder where he has mm-hmm. to do this ridiculous flow because he's falling into that trap of the faster i rap and the more complex sounding i rap that means i'm a better rapper when it's like dog just say what. You- listen to eminem on renegade mm-hmm. like his flow is pretty basic for him but yeah. he's saying some real shit and Mm. it resonates with you and that's why yeah he switched up the flow and he did the technical thing fine but he's not like you ain't have to rewind it or look up the lyrics to even tell what he said because he's rapping so fast and this song you you don't know what the fuck he's saying after a certain point yeah he's rapping so fast and it's too much to absorb at the same time so yeah like i said I, i i like what he was saying i like the rips to all the dead rappers like that was cool like, I had no problem. There was no corny punch lines. So I give him credit for that. Yeah. Nothing corny. Like, it, it was fine for Eminem, but I just, the flow is, is, he's trying too hard, man. He's forcing it. Yeah. And he ain't had to do all that in this track. He could have just came regular, but I think he's getting a little sensitive about the pushback he gets about, you know, Snoop coming out and saying, you know, I, I, I could go without that. You yeah. know, all that shit. I think he's getting a little mm-hmm. sensitive about people not not being in people's top five anymore in, in hip hop, where he used to be there automatically. Yeah. You know, but now I think a lot, especially the new rappers, I don't think they really respect Eminem like that. Yeah. And I think he's starting to feel sensitive about that, which is kind mm-hmm. of unfair. But, you know. Yeah. It is where it is, man. Yeah.
0: You got to get credit to Gucci, man, because I felt like he was kind of first on the uh, yes. list. he's like, nigga, you riding around listening to Eminem? <laughs> I don't know nobody listening to no riding around listening to no Eminem. You
1: slide around with your girl listening to Eminem?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of wild to say during that time, but yeah. it kind of makes sense now. Like, it was fucking true,
1: man. Yeah. Like, nobody rides around with a hoes listening to Eminem albums, man. You just don't. Y- yeah. But uh I mean, his music has a time and place, man. I'm not gonna say like I'm not e- even me being known as the Eminem hater. <laughs> I just don't like the new, the latest Eminem we have right now. I think he's kind of corny. Yeah. But uh like you, you can't you can't deny Eminem, man. You you can't say he's a uh, a bad rapper. You can say yeah. he's corny.
2: Yeah.
1: But you can't say you can't deny his skill set. Yeah. Um. So back to the album, real quick, man. I didn't like rare at all. He actually shot a video for that song. Mm. Um, I didn't like that song at all. I thought that was probably the weakest song on this album. Uh, I could go without it, but I do agree with you Uh, after store run. It did sound more like a traditional Nas album. You know, you had the soul samples coming back. Um, You had some better production. I really liked um, the song with Charlie Wilson and no phony love. That was a good sample count me in that was a great beat um the lauren hill verse uh the first thing i thought when i heard it is uh, it sounded like nas wrote it mm. because i feel like that's the exact cadence in rhyme schemes that nas uses and lauren hill is doing the same thing <laughs> um people were hyping this verse i saw on social media before i heard it so i when i did hear it i i It didn't move me. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's like in the moment you feel like it's fire. But when you think about it, it don't make a whole lot of sense. Like the biggest line I see quoted is she says something like I'm out here saving souls and y'all worried about my lateness.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: it sounds good when you're listening to it, but then you think about it and you're like, okay, are you referring to people who paid hard earned money to see you perform? And you're coming two hours late to your own show yeah do we not have a right to complain about that miss lauren hill
0: yeah i ain't like so, that one at all
1: yeah that that was kind of corny like you know i don't think it's asking a whole lot for you to, to arrive to your own show that people pay for on time but whatever yeah um what else uh the the album ended on a pretty good note my bible and not as good are good songs hit boy Turning into a pretty good rapper, man. Might drop a solo album at some point soon. Mm. But overall, man, like I said, I'll give it a mob ties Qualified. Qualified. I think it's a pretty good album. Honestly, people gonna sleep because Kanye stepped all over this shit with his listening party. Mm. And plus people still reacting to the uh, verses, battle too. So I didn't hear this album get promoted a whole lot. I actually forgot it was coming out. Yeah. Um, it was only promoted like last week when they said yeah. it was coming. So it really kind of came around quick, but I thought it was a pretty good listen, man. Honestly, one of the better albums of the year so far. And, uh, like I said, man, hit boy is an amazing producer now and I'm fine with him doing all the rest of Nas albums until he retires <laughs> or can't do it no more because it's a good sound for him. He sounds motivated. He sounds, when he's not trying to act like the Migos or <laughs> the Little Baby or whatever the fuck he's doing. Uh, he he is found a, uh, he is very at home and sounding inspired and lyrical on these tracks. So yeah, good tandem between Hit-Boy and Nas. They dropped another good album. I recommend y'all listen to it if y'all fans of real hip-hop's done.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> Dunni. Yeah, it's it's crazy because uh, with Nas, the I think a lot of people had Nas in their top five at some point. Mm. But the only knock on Nas was the production. Yeah, people said people always say if he just gets some good beats behind him, then he might be you know up there with Jay or over Jay. Some might say, but um, I think we seeing the I think we seeing some good production with Nas now. So it, it, it's good to hear that.
1: Definitely. And that's one of my bigger knocks with him too, man. And that's what makes a lot of his older albums unlistenable
2: yeah. to
1: me. You like the, the beats are awful on some of them, man. So yeah, good mix. I think this album will age well too, as long as, as well as King's disease one. So yeah, man, I did enjoy it. And I, it's finally, Good to see he found a good producer he has a good rapport with. So, yeah, yeah we recommend it. Give it a listen, and y'all check it out. It is mob ties qualified by the Gems and Juice Podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, did anything else come out in the end new releases we got to talk about real quick before we get into the um,
0: nitty-gritty? No, I was, I was listening to something else. Um, I don't know if you heard this guy, but he go by the name of Young Nudie. N-U-D-Y. Yeah, I
1: heard him. He do a song with Playboy Cardi.
0: Yeah, so he got a, I think uh, this is a new album. Uh, I, yeah, I, I want to say this is a new album. It's called Rich Shooter. And, okay. um uh, I think it's mostly produced by uh, Pierre. Okay. So it's, it, I would say give it a listen. Um, I like the album. It's good gym music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good bounce music, trap beats and all that stuff. He kind of he kinda remind me of a uh, a young Gucci man. He he kinda got that young Gucci man flow. So um yeah, check him out whenever you get a chance.
1: I'm gonna check it out. I like Nudie, man. I yeah. actually like him. I mean his music has a time and place. I'm not gonna say it's for everybody. Yeah. But no, nah, I do like Nudie, man. I, I,
0: like yeah, music, I say so. I I call it gym music because sometimes when you in the gym, you need some eight oh eights. Some trap yep. shit. of Ignorant you know, ass lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's good gym music, man. Or um, if you just want to hear some th- thump in the car. Yeah. Yeah. You can play that.
1: And check that out, man. I'm going to see that released. Yeah. Check that out for sure. All right. <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for, or in Thiggy's case, probably dreading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We have to talk about the long-awaited legendary verses between a act like Michael Buffer who was mispronouncing everything, the Law Triller verse. And he, he never C-Rock. said verses and C Rock Triller verse and Dipset. he called it. Michael Buffer did not give a fuck, dog. Yeah, could,
0: yeah you could tell.
1: They wasted money bringing him out. However however much they paid him, they should have had Funk Master Flex just yeah. come out. And Michael Buffer, number one, he's almost eighty years old. Mm-hmm. He didn't pronounce nothing right. He said yeah. "triller verse." <laughs> <laughs> it was "triller verses." Yeah, nobody taught him to pronounce shit. But yeah, Michael Buffer did through the through the introduction for the Locks and Dipset verses. It happened on August third, a Tuesday night. Um, around 8.30, I think, Central. I think it was yeah. 8.30-ish. Yeah. And um, it was at Madison Square Garden, quote, unquote. <laughs> now, it wasn't like Madison Square, the one Jay-Z performed at, the yeah. real one where the this Knicks played.
0: Yeah, this ain't the Knicks. <laughs> this yeah, ain't the Garden it, Garden. <laughs> it wasn't the
1: Garden Garden. It was just the garden name. It was like the baby garden, the yeah. baby garden they performed at. But it was still mm-hmm. technically the garden, so we'll yeah. call it the garden.
0: Yeah. It's like it's and like it's like N R G here in Houston we got NRG Stadium and then you got the NRG park
1: yeah NRG Park yeah. George R. Brown Convention Center however yeah, you want to so say they
0: that was at the NRG park
1: yeah they were at NRG <laughs> Park yeah, that's a good way to put it um so yes, they, it did go down like I said, the first universal agreed winner was the locks and mm-hmm. we're gonna break down why. But uh Figgy, I wanna get your thoughts first, man. You can start wherever <laughs> you want, but we gotta talk about uh your reaction, cause well, I'll get to my point in a minute. Cause I I am gonna have to say I told you so. I'm gonna yeah, have to say yeah. I told you so. Yeah,
0: I was actually I was actually gonna start <laughs> off with that, man. I, I gotta give you credit, man. You you said Dip said um they wasn't gonna perform. They you said they was gonna be too cool for school. And they wasn't going to perform good. And I remember that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to start at the beginning. So um, th- the DJ, I forgot is that DJ Mechanic or something.
1: A technician, technician I think, technician. or something. Technician. For locks, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it was so strange for him to play Hit Him Up. Tupac Hit Him Up in the DJ set. Mm-hmm. And, and right after, like, first of all, it's weird playing that in New York. And I thought he was just about to play the uh fir- the beginning of it and cut it off. And he waited to. <laughs> the Tupac said, you claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. Yeah. I'm just like, ooh, like, dog, you in New York. Like, why is you playing that? And then he followed that up by uh, with a, I want to say, a bad boy song. So it was just like, uh, that kind of threw me off a little bit. That was a, side, was a little side note. But... Uh, Once it finally happened and the lots came out, I'm like, okay. You know, we getting there. You know, it's about to be epic. Okay, it's good to see, you know, the the lots together. Even though they never broke up or anything. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: when when Dipset came out, I was super irritated, man. Because, first of all, they took a long time to come out. And then you had the bullshit of them trying to bring niggas on stage. Yes. That... That kind, to me, I knew it was about to be a long night, man, because the locks came up there. with it, it's three members in the locks. It was three of them on stage. No entourage, none of that shit. And to me, I was irritated for the simple fact that Dip said they trying to bring these niggas on stage. Like, no, y'all not performing. Like, no, only niggas with microphones need to be on the stage. The stage, but but so big. So uh that irritated me a little bit. It it went on for about 15 minutes trying to and niggas wouldn't leave the stage. And that kind of brought me back to my younger days of niggas being in the club trying to be on stage and niggas can't perform because the stage is full and shit like that. That shit irritates my soul. I don't understand why niggas so uh be trying to get on stage so much. But um so it finally happened um the lots kicked it off they killed it as always um and i i, I learned from the jada kiss verses when he he when he was with fab going against fab jada actually performed his songs
2: mm-hmm. there was
0: no words behind it. it was straight instrumental and he was he was on point drunk jada kiss was performing um at a a1 level against fab so the lots performed their shit they did pretty good um when Dipset came on, they played that, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, okay, that's a good way to start off. Joel Santana started off. He was awful. Mm. He, they was rapping in the words. like, I, I don't have a big problem with that, but if you're going to rap with the lyrics, you got to be on point. You could tell he haven't heard that song in a long time. And it, it it was just awful, man. Um, him and Jim Jones was messing up the songs, and, um, and it was at a point where Cameron wasn't even on stage. I I didn't know where he was. I'm like, damn, is is this the Jim Jones and Joels? He was sitting in the
1: beats chair. He was too cool, man. He he couldn't yeah, perform with I, them. He was in the beats chair.
0: Yeah, I was, man. That was that shit was so irritating for me, and um, it went. I was irritated with Jo I got a lot of shit man i I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna be all over the place. I was a little irritated with what Jowel was wearing. He kind of looked old and washed up to me, and um uh, yeah, it just it's it seemed to to be honest, it seemed like they uh when they got on that stage, that was the first time they seen each other like mm. the first time they'd been around each other. There was no chemistry, and now to be fair, they did break up. And you know they had their differences, but but it was no chemistry in the performances. Um, Cameron bless his heart, he he tried to put the team on his back, but his voice is not the same. Cameron man, Uh, he got a real light voice. Um, It it wasn't good. And the part the part that was really pissing me off was them. um, They were pretty much talking shit the whole time and. They wasn't even like one of my things coming into this battle was Cameron is the king of shit talking. He was hilarious. He he funny in the little skits and all this other shit. He funny on track. I thought he was gonna be doing that on the stage. He wasn't doing a damn thing. He was saying nigga no nigga nigga this no. Nigga. He was just pretty much over talking. He wasn't funny at all. He was a little irritating. Um. Like I said, I was very disappointed, um, Jada Kiss. I'm glad Jada Kiss was. I, I'm glad the locks won actually, because they. Um, that's what hip hop is. Um, you know, it's not just the songs. It's all about performing, and performing is actually better than your actual song, because um, the. I would say Dipset have better songs. But the lots was they were performing, man. They were doing their thing. They wasn't um gassed. They wasn't tired. They knew all the words. And the moment in this verse is where I'm like, oh, it's, it's over. When camera, when they play um Walking to New York City, a song with Jay-Z produced by Just Blaze. hmm He played that song. I'm like, okay, okay. But the, the crowd was kind of lukewarm on it. And I was just like, mm, damn. So I, you know, let him perform, Cam perform, whatever. Right after that, he, um, Jadakiss played the New York, New York from um Ja Rule. And now I n- I never really cared for that. So I like Walking to New York with Jay-Z and Cam. I never cared for the Ja Rule that that um uh, I'm from New York. But when they played that song, that place just erupted, man. And uh, I was kind of hyped a little bit. And it sounded way better. Like I would have never chose that song over "Welcome to New York City." Yeah. So at that point, like I, I hope people, whoever do a verses, take I hope they take notes. It's not all about just playing a song. And um and even even with us when we talk about verses and who might win, who might not win, we got to start looking at these performances, man. Because you could have a whole bunch of songs. But it's all about how you present them songs, and um, man, uh, Jay the style, Chic, they they did their thing, man. And I never thought, like, dog, I never thought uh, the lots would be performing freestyles from uh, mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Like, dog, I I would I would have had a whole bunch of, and they, they they left off a lot of songs too. I know Dipset left off a lot of songs, but they left off a lot of songs too. And uh, I was flabbergasted that uh, Jada actually performed a freestyle <laughs> that he did on a mixtape. And that shit got so much love. Um, so they did their thing. As far as Dipset, man, they, like, not only did they drop the ball as far as um, performing, they dropped the ball with the songs they played, man. Like, just, and I'm a Dipset head. Why is you playing uh, Purple City Bird Gang?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like y'all got way more better songs than that, man. And then they played a song. Uh, um, it was a um, it wasn't a freestyle, but it was a song from like 2011 or 12. And um, it was a song with Waka Flocka that J- uh, Jim Jones and Joel Santana ended up hopping on. So it sounds straight up like um. Some old Waka Flocka shit. And they played that. I was super shocked when they played that. It's just like, oh, like, why is y'all playing that? <laughs> like, that shouldn't even be in y'all catalog. So I I was so disappointed, man. They they, they should have just played the whole, um, that whole dip set, that first album, that diplomatic Community.
2: Mm-hmm. They should have
0: just went track by track. They should have played the skits and all that shit. And, um, that would have been better than their music choice, man. I was disappointed he can could at least uh played the killer season intro, yes, like he ain't played nothing from killer season he it, it was so disappointing man like i I couldn't believe it, and you could tell um you could tell it was just probably there for the back um it it was bad man i was I was disappointed in all of them. I don't uh I know Freaky Zeke is part of the crew. I don't know why he was up there. <laughs> he could have he could have been in the crowd at this point. Um it, it it was bad. Jim Jones, I thought Jim Jones was gonna be the one that shine because he he's like the most act, he's like the active dipset member who still make music and perform. He seemed like he haven't performed I could tell he haven't performed no songs in years.
1: He was drunk, man. He fell off the stage. I don't know if you saw that yeah, clip. Yeah, I did. He walked straight off the fucking stage, man.
0: Yeah. So it 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 was bad. Like you could tell and and knowing how J- we we heard from Jada before because he did do the verses with Fab. And he he take that shit serious, man. And uh he was even talking about how he he, he kinda had his list of um songs he was Considering playing against Fab, and he was wondering, you know, he was kind of playing if Fab played something, he gonna counter with this. He was like real uh, strategic with it. So I, I I know for sure the locks took that serious. So they were not coming there trying to get drunk, and you know they they not just showing up just to show up for the money. They they wanted to prove something, and um, they did, man. You could you could tell you could just tell by their vibes. They, I think they the only group that never really broke up before. They they always stayed solid. They never, you know, they never fell out. And you could you could tell you could tell they, you know, they've been performing together for years, man. The DJ DJ was on point. So um, yeah, man. Shout out to the locks, man. I and I I gotta apologize for even picking (laughs) Dipset.
2: And mind you, these two
0: groups are my favorite groups. Mm-hmm. Dipset was number one, and the Locks was like one A for me. Like if I wasn't playing Dipset, I was playing the Locks. So uh, I wasn't surprised they won, but I was surprised how Dipset showed up. <laughs> that was that was my biggest takeaway, how they showed up. And um, yeah, man, um, it was. I, I thought it was a little weird how a lot of people was acting like, "Wow, Jay the Kiss can rap. Wow, he." J- he been doing that for years, man. They've been rapping like that since 96, 97. So um that part wasn't surprising at all. But um uh, I do gotta salute them, man. Rapping uh, over the instrumentals, just the uh uh breath control and stage pre- presence, interacting. They was cracked the jokes, was better um than dipset jokes. Like, Zip said, "They man, they just got embarrassed, man. I never seen them no got uh, get embarrassed like that before. They shit, they been in the game for a minute. J- they came across Jay Jay Z disses, um, uh, True Life. Remember True Life? Yeah, they was um, he was dissing them. They they been through it all. I never seen them uh, look like this before, man. It was it was sad."
1: No, 100%, man. And you don't even have to apologize for picking Dipset because everybody did. Even I thought they would take it. But Mm. all I said was, look, it's going to come down. Because here's the thing. When people look at the verses matchups, all they look at is the the discography. Yeah. And you know more Dipset songs than you do the Locks songs, most likely. The Locks didn't have a long... Like they they were featured on a whole lot of songs, but they didn't have a as, whole discography yeah, as, of like classic yeah. albums.
0: Yeah, and, and then too, as a group, they didn't have a long uh, discovery. Exactly, because remember they signed the bad boy, then they went on strike.
1: Rough, yeah,
0: and then they ended up going to Rough Riders, so it it wasn't like a long, um, like a whole bunch of albums. But they, exactly, I, I forgot they all do have solo shit, so that was the other thing I forgot about too.
1: Exactly. Um, And that was my biggest fear. I did mention it on episode 170. I didn't check or anything, but I did (laughs) I did mention this, that everybody picked Dipset to win. And I thought they were probably going to take it, too. But I said, look, people are underestimating the locks. And I said, it's going to come down to the performance. And the issue was going to be the performance. Mm -hmm. I said, Cameron was going to be too cool for school. You agreed that Jwell's was going to be a mess. I think we both agreed there. Yeah. Um, I had less faith in Cameron than you did, um, yeah. because I, I just knew based on his persona, based on who we know him. Like we don't know him as a performer or entertainer. We just know him as a entertaining rapper on Wax. Yeah. So I'm looking at Jada Kids now. How he he looked in that versus I feel like Dipset would have fared a lot better in the old formats. You know, studios at home and y'all on iPhone record this shit. Yeah, yeah. But it I, it being in the Madison Square Garden and a live crowd, a huge live crowd surrounding them in New York,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: said it's not going to be easy for Dipset, and I knew that. Um, I didn't know how easy it was going to be for the Locks <laughs> though. So <laughs> let me let me rewind to the beginning, man, because I have yeah. a lot to say too. I, I have a lot to break down on this because I have a lot of thoughts on it um so when it first aired I was watching it but uh honestly like one of my old friends came over he I hadn't seen him in a long time and he had been going through some shit so we were talking so I wasn't paying full attention to the verses Mm -hmm. I was like tuned in and out and then we were talking for a while and I didn't get to catch the whole thing but I did see the reaction on social media and I did not expect that you know and plus my uh TV was buffering a whole lot too. It was kind of hard to watch live. So I didn't get the full impact. I saw the locks was doing a lot better than I thought they would. And I saw Dipset looking kind of sad. But I was surprised to see the reaction on social media be wow, Dipset got killed. Because usually in these, even when it's one-sided, you usually have a contingent of stands and people say, Nah, uh it, it was even, or nah, the other side got it. Y'all being over dramatic. I didn't see none of that on social media. I didn't see any people with <sighs> dipset avatars on Twitter yeah. said were saying, nah, the locks got it. <laughs> this was tough to watch. Dipset fans were sad and depressed. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this must be bad. So the next day, I finally did watch the whole thing in full. And yeah, um, to start with. Uh, like I like you two, I had a bad taste in my mouth when Dipset came out because um, first off, the the intro was all fucked up and unorganized. Uh, <laughs> did they Michael Buffer announces Dipset and they take like a good five minutes to even come out?
2: Yeah,
1: like it's really awkward. You know, Styles P and Jada trying to hype up the audience and, and keep them invested, but it's super awkward because they get announced and they don't even come down the stage. Yeah. So eventually, Jim Jones and Joel Santana come out, and there's no Cameron. So I'm like, what is going on here? Where the fuck is Cameron? They're still hyping it up. It's still super awkward. Eventually, Cameron does come down, and they got, like you said, they got like 50 niggas with them. One nigga sets up a beach chair for Cameron to sit in. And Once I see that chair come out, I'm like, okay, my worst fears have been realized. <laughs> Cameron is is playing games out here man he's too cool for school he gonna lay in the beach chair while his soldiers do the work for him I, I already saw what was gonna unfold and I'm like yeah I was 100% right about Cameron he's gonna foam this one in so the locks start off and they come out guns blazing
0: fuck you um, <laughs> they, they, they start with off that.
1: with fuck you they start off with fuck you and uh uh Dipset counters with I'm ready to be fair. To be honest, I don't really like that song. I think it's actually kind of annoying. I didn't even like it when it came out. Mm. I think it's very repetitive and just uh, uh, Jwell's is a shitty rapper. And I have to say <laughs> it. Even back then, I did not like Jewel Santana as a rapper. And I think his music has aged pretty bad overall. So I, but I understand that was a big hit in New York. So I'm like, OK, fair enough to start. Uh, they Jim Jones and Cam and Tan do their verses. Rhyme does not do a verse, and he's on that song. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So next song, Locks come out with Band from TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, they are really coming out guns blazing.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Dipset counters with uh, I believe it was Crunk music, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh, Juwelle does his verse. Jim Jones do his verse. And Cameron again does not do a verse, mm-hmm. so I'm like, "What is going on here, man? You see, Jada Kiss, the leader of the Locks, leading the Locks, yeah. controlling the crowd, introing his songs, and Cameron is somewhere in a cut, not to even be seen." And mm-hmm. Freaky Zeke, we gotta talk about Freaky Zeke. Freaky Zeke, you know how they got a plus and minus score for uh nba players where a plus is like their in their positive impact on 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 the court and negative of course is negative yeah freaky zeke was a negative 30 <laughs> for Dipset. i don't know if he was rolling ecstasy if he was popping pills i don't know what was the problem all that dancing and gyrating man yeah. what what was his purpose yeah. like it did not need he did not need to be there if they needed backup they should have got a real rapper someone they like a got J- hell
0: rail or hell Z- rail
1: jr R- writer R- it, a 40 cal somebody man yeah. if they needed somebody to rap maybe somebody who actually knew the words to their songs yeah but freaky zeke is just just up there rating and dancing all sexual and i'm like what is going on here, man? This ain't the dips that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> this it's looks not. really sad, man. Yeah. Freaky Zeke just gyrating and dancing and feeling himself in that tracksuit. I was I was very disturbed by that, man. He was a distraction for them, and he drove down their 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 grade even worse. <laughs> so i'm like okay 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 but we will eventually get to the uh dip set hits right i'm just like it's not over yet man that's what i'm thinking it's not over yet uh so after the locks does ban from tv um uh, cameron finally does come out with a song he does suck it or not i'm mm-hmm. like okay but cameron's performance is the most half-assed performance i've seen from him probably ever and i don't think i've seen that many performances from him to be mm-hmm. fair yeah. but he performs that song completely half-assed don't even rap half of the song he looks like he don't want to be there he looks generally annoyed mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this is getting really ugly <laughs> because Dipset set does look like they're there for the bag man they do not look like they came to compete at all cameron the leader of Dipset. Is out there looking like he's just going through the motions, man. Yeah. And Jada Kiss out there, you know, run they run in circles, man. They getting lapped at this point, yeah. But I'm like, okay, maybe there's still a chance, man. Maybe there's still a chance. <laughs> uh, so they they do some more songs, man. I think the moment where the battle was over, people want to say it was when uh, uh, Jada Kiss did "I'm from New York" to counter. Uh, to counter, uh, when, when Cam did to uh, Welcome York. to New York City, yeah. yeah, people say that was when the battle ended. I think that was the final nail in the coffin, but I think the battle pretty much ended when, uh, what song was it? I'm looking up the fucking song list. Um, Cameron, okay, okay, Cameron, I think uh, what I can't remember what song they did before that, but basically. Cam they, they did some some song. Oh, it was saying I think it was Santana's Town th- okay, yeah. It was uh Santana's Town. Yeah. They did one of their bigger songs. So I'm like, okay, this could be a chance for Dipset to come back. They did one of their bigger songs. It's annoying that they have the vocal track. On the tracks, while the locks is clearly doing it off the instrumentals and actually rapping, yeah. and Dipset is relying on the vocals on their tracks. Like one of the new kids who performs now, man, they they don't yeah. sound like old school rappers. Mm-hmm. They sound like it's how Playboy Playboy Card do shows, man. This is how the new rappers do shows, man. This ain't Harlem. Yeah. This ain't New York. This ain't original hip hop. What they're doing right now, it's some new school bullshit. Yeah, and. Okay, they do stay in Town. The crowd gets moving a little bit. But the battle ended for me because Jada Kiss comes out and he says to the audience, and he's commanding the audience at this point. He, yeah. he has them in the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. He is commanding them. And he says, yo, this is New York, right? The mecca of hip-hop is where it all started. This is Dipset and The Locks. Why they don't know the words to their songs? And then he goes into the who shot your freestyle.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, okay, it's over now, man. It, the, the deficit is too much to overcome. It's like a 50-point lead in the third quarter. Yeah. You know, technically, you might have a chance, but yeah. really you don't. Yeah, it's over at this point, man. You you putting
0: the reserves in at this point,
1: yes. (laughs) You bringing the bench in at this point, yeah. But they they kept stepping on the throat of Dipset, they didn't let up the whole time, man. Um, and it it got kind of brolic at a few points. I think it got uncomfortable for uh Dipset, especially Cameron. Um, uh, uh, we saw the point where. Jadakiss took Duel's bandana and threw it on the floor. Yeah, and I think that there was some some of it was supposed to be good natured, but I do think it got emotional. It was a little tense. Yeah, it did get tense. It did get tense. They tried to make it seem like it was all love at the end, but it did get tense in the middle, and you can see it got uncomfortable at a few points. Yeah, um, Dip said, like you said, Cameron. I've never seen him flustered like that before. He got booed. Yeah. This Cameron, I got to talk about that too. Cameron at the end of the verses, you know, I think he got really annoyed with something Styles P did. I know there was a moment where he tried to take off his shoe while Cam was on the beach chair or whatever. But there was a moment at the end where Cameron tried to freestyle mm. and he completely fucked it up. Damn. He couldn't remember what he was supposed to say. Damn. He, when that point where he was like, if you don't like me, go get your gun. If you don't like me, to go get your gun. Styles P talking all crazy. He couldn't remember what else to rhyme it with. Damn. And he just gave up. And his DJ dropped the Don DeMarco drop. Damn. And he got booed at the garden. Cameron himself. Cameron Giles.
0: <laughs> Cameron.
1: Got booed. Uh, got booed mm-hmm. at the Madison Square York. Garden. In New York. In his home, man. Yeah. in a di- At a dip set show. I've never seen anything like that, and once that happened, I started to reconsider everything. <laughs> like, this is the first time I think a battle has had me rethink somebody's catalog in a bad way. Yeah, You know, there's been some points where it's like, damn, I didn't realize, you know, it happened with the locks. I'm not a huge fan of the locks, but I didn't realize they had so many bangers in their catalog, man. So, yeah. that, that was a positive, but it... I never had somebody's legacy lessened in the verses for me until yeah. now. Yeah. Because I started thinking maybe Dipset were never really that good after all, man. <laughs> maybe they just got by on swag and being young niggas in the game. Yeah. And now, since they're older, it all comes across as corny. They'd never had the bars like that, really. Um, it, the music did not age all that well at all. They they looked embarrassed. They they looked they were embarrassing. It was a bad show for them. Um, I, they they showed up for the bag. Um, and to be fair, they knew this was coming. Yeah, because Jadakiss and Styles P they were promoting this and doing all the heavy lifting promoting it. But they said they're out to take they're out to kill them. Yeah. They made no qualms. It's not like they said it was gonna be all friendly and then came out guns blazing.
0: Yeah, and they was do- they both was doing shit talking. Yeah, like Jim Jones and Styles P was going back and forth on um, social media, and I think Cam was going back and forth with somebody. So yeah, they knew it was coming. It wasn't they like it was blindsided.
1: They said straight up that J uh, J D Kiss and them. They said that they were out to kill him. They were out to show that these dudes ain't really rappers. And that's what they kept saying during the show. They said, these dudes ain't really rappers like that, man. They don't rap like us. (laughs) I feel like this had been on their soul for a while. They had been wanting to expose Dipset for a minute, man. (laughs) And they finally had a chance to live in person in front of a live studio audience. In New York. In New York, (laughs) in the Mecca. And they did it. I feel like these guys probably never respected Dipset as rappers. I'm I'm sure they're friends and they got good relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as rappers in New York, I feel like Jadakiss Styles, P. Chic, they probably never respected yeah. them like that.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, I kind of understand why. Because um, whenever you think about groups in New York, Dipset is probably up there. Yes. They're up there. And uh, a lot of people slept on the locks. For some reason, I, I don't because I, you know, I kind of grew up on them, but um you don't really think about the lots as the number one group before this versus as the number one group in New York. You you usually go to the Wu-Tangs, the Trial Call Quests, and then the Dipsets and the G units and all that stuff. I think they had a chip on their shoulder to show you like, hey, y'all saying this is the best group. Look yeah. how we perform. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the other part, uh, another thing that kind of uh, made me laugh during this verses was Joelle's start shit talking and talking about, hey, y'all, y'all ain't got no girl songs. And
1: yeah, oh, yeah, he, he killed himself with that.
0: Yeah. Like to the point he set it up on the t. Where mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, damn, is this all set up? The
1: heat, I, I thought that too.
0: Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, it can't be. And because, uh, right after that, the uh, lots came with a whole bunch of girl songs, and it was just like, damn. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, I, 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 I refuse to believe that this part was rehearsed. That you know, Joel's supposed to set it up on the T form, but it, it was a joke, man. Joel's. Joel's looked bad, and it it was terrible, man.
1: <laughs> it it was bad, um, and you got to. Joel's looked the worst, and he was the youngest on stage too, man. Joel's not even forty years old. Yeah, everybody else is forty five and up on that stage.
2: Mm-hmm. Joel's
1: ain't forty, and he looked the worst out of all of them, man. Like he looked yeah. really bad, um, and, and that's where you see the difference between these guys, man. Like fucking. J- Jadakiss been on his fitness kick. You see him on the gym and in, in Instagram all the time getting yeah. brolic. You see Styles P and his yeah. juices and his cleansing and herbs and stuff. Like, and, and you see these cracked out niggas who done bit did yeah. all kinds of crazy shit, don't even sound the same no more, and they ain't even as old. So
2: yeah.
1: it's it, it was bad to see, man. And <laughs> People gotta take notes. Um, Sheik Loose did do a um uh interview with Sway, I think a few days after, and they talked about basically how serious they took this verses. Like mm-hmm. they rehearsed it, they had plans for records that they were, knew they were gonna play and mm-hmm. and how to counter it. Um they knew each other's words to their so they could back each other up. Mm-hmm. Janekiss knew everybody's verses, man. It yeah. was incredible. Mm-hmm. He said they rehearsed a whole lot and uh, ultimately Sheik's... Uh, oh yeah, there were other talks. I think uh, Diddy was the one who told them to do mixtape songs.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and they were actually going to plan to maybe bring Puffy out for mm. All About the Benjamins, but they mm. decided not to. They were also going to bring Mace out.
0: Oh Shit, they ain't need Mace or yeah. Puffy on this...
1: No, Mace would have caused problems because, you know, he got problems with dips. Yeah. So I think that's why they said, like, they're they're, I think at the last minute they said they decided to bring Mace out because it could cause problems at that place. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: um, they didn't need him. You're right. They didn't need any guests. They they did a great job by themselves burying the dipset movement. Um, And Sheik said something that I agree with, man. He said, you know, the locks is a rat group. Dipset is more like a collective of rappers. Like Mm -hmm. they're a bunch of solo artists who did some songs together. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not a group really. Yeah. They're they're not really a rap group. They have no cohesion. They don't know Cameron. I don't think Cameron knew anybody's words but his own.
2: Because he didn't
1: really back up nobody. So rapping over the the vocal tracks on their songs, like they proved they didn't belong on the same stage as locks. Yeah. They just didn't, and it was sad to see. I think it was an unfair fight. Jaden kept saying it in the beginning. He said, "This is the fixed fight. <laughs> These guys just need the money or something. <laughs> A better matchup would have been the locks and Wu-Tang.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, but, but see, I was thinking... Um, I, I guess it depends who and Wu-Tang. Like, the whole Wu-Tang or... Because I don't think it's gonna be all of them.
1: I, I, it would have to be Meth, RZA, Ghost. uh shit. I don't know. Just maybe that's too many.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but No, it, I it, I'm it, just it'd probably be uh, RZA, um Meth, and Ghost, and, and probably Raekwon.
1: That'll be fair.
0: Yeah, that that would be cool.
1: But I feel like they're the only ones who could really because Wu Tang, especially Method Man, they put on a great show they and they do. care a whole lot. Yeah, about, and they're not gonna rap to their vocals in the background.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of another group that will probably be similar to that, and I don't think I I uh, know another group. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, and then too, the other thing, um, and this is where I kind of get dips at the benefit of the doubt a little bit, is when was the last time they did a show together, <laughs> and, and when was the last time they actually performed those songs.
1: I think they had a reunion a little while back. But it, I, I mean it, they it, had time. They knew this was coming, it, yeah, man. It, so I can't even give them bail for that. They they could have pre- rehearsed, yeah, practiced but, a little it, bit.
0: But see, my point is, you know, they they've been through it. They've been through it all. They've broke up. They was beefing at some point. And so I don't even know how they feel about each other. You know, they could be you know on good terms, but you never know. They might, you know, they might just be cordial. I feel like the lots are are good. They're a bro- they're brothers. <laughs> and and you see all the years they put in performing together. We, we never heard of no drama between them them three. And um, because I, I brung that up to say this. Um I was even thinking maybe a G unit, but I still think I don't even think they're on good terms.
1: No, that wouldn't work, man. Yeah, I, yeah it wouldn't work.
0: Yeah, so um yeah, I think that's where the lots kind of. Um, I think they're ahead of the game as far as like going against another group because they never broke up, and they've been performing their songs for years together, and they actually care by uh, uh, rehearsing and all this other stuff. I don't think. Um, I, I don't. I don't. Like I said earlier, I don't even think Dipset even met each other up until that. Uh, up until it was close to the verses. Probably not. So that's that's already a bad sign, and um and like you said they 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 just did it for the bag, and uh, I I don't know another group maybe probably probably Wu Tang, but like I said even with them they so they they are all spread apart pretty much they're not like together like the Locks, so um now they have been performing for years so they probably do know their they probably at least know their verses. But, um, yeah, just when you got a group that never, you know, that been apart for a little bit, um, getting on stage, going against another group, that might be a tough night, man.
1: (laughs) Wu-Tang are brothers, man. Even if they had they beef, sometimes they're brothers at the end of the day. They know each other's, they've been, they know each other's verses. They would back each other up and they would actually practice and rehearse. They take this shit seriously, man,
2: yeah.
1: and and that's to to bring it back to my whole thing about legacies, dog. Like the these dudes, the the whole the the thing we liked Dipset for is ultimately what destroyed them in this battle. And and now the I look back and, and the cockiness, the ego, the uh, legendary Cameron counting money in the booth at Rap City, like we thought that was cool back then. Yeah. But now it looks like, you know, that I'm a, I'm not a rapper. I'm a hustler type shit. Yeah. Really that, that shit kind of fucked up hip hop, man. Because yeah. suddenly it became not cool to care about performances. It became not cool. If you want to blame the South, New York always wants to blame the South for the downfall of hip hop. Y'all got to take y'all fair share of the blame. Cause Dipset started a whole lot of that shit, man. They made it cool to, to, to rap, to be more about hustling than rapping. Yeah. And to not care about rapping and to not want to rap and not put on a good show for your people who paid to see it because mm-hmm. you just worried about, you know, the chains you got on the fit you got on. They were doing Gucci Mane type stuff, man. Talking about, yeah. Oh, I got the chain. There was a moment when Jim Jones was doing a, I think we stay fly and he yeah. stopped. So a nigga could put a big ass, chain on his neck yeah I'm like nobody cares about they, that
0: now yeah dog. cameron kept going to chic looch like what what is you wearing
1: yes like <laughs> chic
0: man look she she cocky as hell too yeah He like i'm look i don't care about what that dude wear. it looked like he was ready for war man <laughs> no
1: nah, fucking styles p came in a straight up outfit that looked like it was from target dog yeah. like he did not give a fuck man they were there to rap Yes, they were there to rap. They
0: brought their towels uh, and shit. <laughs>
1: yes, they were up there sweating hard. They were yeah. there to rap. Yeah. Dipset was there to put to look good. That's mm-hmm. why they had all them layers on that how to ash on a hot ass stage for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Juwell's looking crazy with fifteen bandanas and do rags and hats on, yeah. and uh, all the chains that. Uh, Jim Jones had on. We don't care about that, man. At the end of the day, it's about rapping. Performing. It's about lyric performance. Yeah. We don't care about how cool you think you look. Same thing with Gucci Mane. Uh, he kept bragging about his fit during that whole verse. We don't care about that, man. Like just put on a good show, and they can't do that because they' too cool for that, mm-hmm. you know. So, and that's what we liked about them back then. But it ain't so cool now when you' are old. That yeah. shit only works when you're twenty.
0: Yeah, we it don't work when you're
1: 45.
0: Yeah, we grown as fuck now.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we try, we try. We actually trying to see a good show.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So, um uh, oh. So, I I think I seen a post saying that they're doing a tour.
1: Yeah, I saw that too.
0: Would uh, if Dipset was doing their own tour, would you buy tickets to this tour?
1: No. If it was just Dipset, no. Yeah. If it was just Dipset, no. No, definitely I, not, and that's crazy because I would before. I
0: know, I know me, duh, me too. <laughs> like I would not, I wouldn't, I would pass on this man because they probably come out super late. Mm-hmm. They probably come out not really giving a fuck, and you know rapping over the lyrics and all this other stuff. I'm gonna have to take a pass on it, and I never ever thought I would say anything like this. I I uh, now th- I think they are doing the um the tour of uh, the lots and um dipset. I think yeah. they, I can't remember if it's somebody else but um
1: Yeah, I think it's somebody else on there too. I forget yeah. who it is though.
0: Now, I would buy tickets to see to see the lot the lot sold me. Yo, you know, definitely. At this point, and I was already a lot's fan, but at this point it's like, nah, they 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 doing they thing, man. <laughs> so, um and it showed, man, like um and we know about versus how, you know, if you do a versus then, you know, your streaming numbers go up a little bit. Their mm-hmm. streaming numbers was through the roof. Yep. And and I ain't see nothing about Dipset streaming sir, or their numbers.
1: <laughs> I'm taking back my streams, man. I wanna go back and not listen yeah. to their songs now.
0: Yeah, like who is actually going to listen to Dipset after that performance? And that's that's that always been my take about um like whenever we do interviews or uh whatever i watch an interview it's all about a good interview if somebody somebody can be ass if they give a good interview you might be like damn okay let me check this project out they promoting like they kind of got you you know from the interview me seeing this versus with Dipset, i'm not sold on buying anything (laughs) no music not sold on listening to music or buying their tickets from this It, it just looked bad man and you know, maybe they would give a good performance in concert, but I'm scared to find out. <laughs> I don't want to pay my money to find out, and they don't.
1: If they didn't give a fuck when the world was watching, you know they ain't gonna give a fuck when it's just some niggas in Houston, man. Yeah, <laughs> like you know they not, and they they did this in their hometown, dog. Yeah, and they and they got smoked like this, so you know if they do a Houston show, like they definitely ain't gonna put their best foot forward.
0: Yeah, it it was rough, man.
1: It was tough. So, final gems and juice grade. The locks are qualified.
0: <laughs> qualified.
1: And dip set is unfortunately now pig pen yeah. status. I don't even
0: want to play this. I think it's worse than this, man. I feel like <laughs> oh, it's worse than pig, pig pen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pig pen
0: I, Man, yeah. I feel uh, I've given them a pass by playing pig pen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was it was rough, man. It was, it was so bad that you start to wonder if there were ever any good like that. Yeah. You know, like that's how bad it was, man. I've never seen the verses like this. Hopefully it's a message to any future. And I do think there is going to be more interest because I know a lot of big names were there at that uh performance. Mm, I think that Joe. Joe mentioned that Joe was there. He mentioned Migos were there. I think he said Drake was there.
0: Oh, shit, um yeah.
1: a bunch of people came through, man. It was an event, it was a big event. Um, he said he brought arsonist from the heat makers, and he said arsonist looked like he wanted to cry.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like
1: it was bad. But uh, so I think this will renew interest in the verses. Maybe we'll see bigger names, you know. Yeah. Maybe one day, Jay and Nas, I'm still <laughs> I, I feel like that if, the, if they saw that if they saw that verses. Something stirred in them. Some yeah. kind of New York battle spirit stirred yeah. in Jay-Z and Nas. Because, you know, at their core, they still love that environment, man. So
0: yeah. I, maybe I, one yeah, day. I don't I, know. And I, I said this from the beginning, man. I I think the right moment, it got to be the right moment, the right time, the right situation. I think we could get a Jay-Z versus. I, I, I think we can. And uh, I don't think it'd be like this. Mm-hmm. But I I do think we get a uh it had to be the right time man because he he is good with Swiss and Tim so I think I think it got to really be the right time M- maybe around the album or something I don't know but I think I don't think it's one hundred percent no with Jay Z
1: I agree and I think look I'll be real I think Drake wants to do it now mm-hmm. it might not make business sense for him to do it unless he gets a whole lot of money because he's a brand onto himself. But I, I know Drake is competitive. He always talks about studying battle raps and wanting to be competitive, wanting to be the best. I know he wants to do it. Yeah, I feel like he definitely wants to do it. But whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. He yeah. did mention, like you said, about he had the first versions with Lil Wayne or whatever. Yeah. So you could tell, like, he sees all this popping off. He wants to do it.
0: Yeah, I think the only... I, uh the only one I could see him actually doing to be honest is against Lil Wayne. Yeah because that's his that's his man, that's his guy. And you know, he you know looked up to Lil Wayne and we look at Lil Wayne as one of the greatest. So I, I don't see him doing it with another um I don't see him doing it with like a Jay-Z or something like that. I see it being the cash money thing, somewhat like a uh, Raekwon and um, Ghostface versus. Yeah. And they pretty much do a, a you know, kind of make it more of a concert. I can see, I can see them doing something like that.
1: Yeah, I see it happening, man. It, it could, but uh, I don't know. I, I do think it's renewed. This, this did renew the feeling in the verses, man. Cause like yeah. I said, I thought it was going to fall off after a while, but the last two have been pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, one thing I didn't like was the time limit. On this one. And another, they, another thing that was strange about it, like Cameron was playing Timekeeper. Hmm. He kept on talking about, we only got two songs left. Oh, we got to go soon. Like, why is Cameron the one saying this yeah. shit? It seemed like he wanted to get out of there. Yeah. Maybe he knew he was getting smoked because <laughs> it seemed like he was playing Timekeeper. He kept reminding them they ain't got much time left. And
0: yeah. I'm like, man, we saw he these kept verses doing to go. Like this, yeah. Like to stop the song type shit.
1: We saw Versus go, and maybe it was just because it was at the Garden and they had a specific time they had to be out by. Yeah. But we saw Versus go for like four hours before, man. Yeah. Like we, we've seen it go all into the night. Mm-hmm. So for them to put a time limit on this, maybe they got out late and maybe that was part of the problem. But the time limit was weird, man. They they yeah. could have went another 30, 45 minutes. And I would have been invested in it. Yeah but um yeah maybe they shouldn't have actually because yeah, it was nah, already it sad
0: as yeah. <laughs> it's like that UFC fighter man he getting yeah. his ass whooped
2: <laughs> just stay down man
0: like no yeah. don't try to get up and no just stay down man it's over there's no yeah. way you winning this
1: yeah they got cooked <laughs> Yeah. But um, ho- hopefully this renews interest and we see some other big matchups come soon, man, because, you know, I think we are starting to run like until unless we get bigger names, like it's going to start falling off now because pretty yeah. much everybody has done one that's been relevant at one point and yeah. isn't so much now. So we need some people who are relevant now to yeah. start doing the verses, maybe. So
0: yeah. And I think this format works pretty good, too, because um, even with the Gucci man and Jeezy one. A lot of people like that one, but it was still a little weird because mm. you know they actually wasn't cool. And uh, at least with Dipset and, and and the Locks, they had some type of relationship at some point yeah. where they could be on the stage together. Now it might have been a little weird at times, but they did have songs at, uh, with each other at some point, and so it was some type of relationship. I don't see I don't see something like this going on with like a Nicki and Kim. Because Kim she meant, Kim mentioned how she want Nikki. Mm-hmm. And remember before it was uh, rumors that uh, a Kim and uh, Foxy versus was happening. Mm-hmm. But now that um, I seen Lil' Kim say, hey, she want the queen. she want, Or I don't know if she called her the queen, but she said she want one person, and that's Nikki. So clearly Kim did not want um, Foxy at all. She wanted to go against Nikki. Now, yeah. I, I'll, uh, I just don't see this type of setting working with them two. If, if Nikki would even do it. I don't even think she would do it, but I don't see that type of setting working with um, these two because they didn't really have that relationship and it could be super awkward.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I agree. They, they would probably fare better in the old format where it was exactly. people doing it from their house. Pro-
0: probably in the Gucci yeah. Mane Jeezy format.
1: Yeah, it would be kind of awkward, kind of like I heard the Monica and Brandy one was kind of awkward too you yeah. know it, it might be kind of awkward so yeah 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 I, I don't know if it will work Yeah, i don't know if it will work it got to like be that.
0: like these type of concert things it got it got to be they got to have some type of connection because even I, i'll go back to the early verses the uh lil john and t pain mm-hmm. i felt like if they did that verses today that would be a good concert man
1: they should honestly man yeah
0: they i think they should redo that one because that verses was good that was the instagram verses Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not even the um well polished verses. and um if they do that today that would be a good concert because they both were make they were making music around the same time and it was you know it was pretty much similar so um you know them being on stage together like that would be dope but uh if it's somebody like i said a, a Nikki and Kim it it would be a little awkward and it won't be that same energy
1: I agree. I agree, but we'll see what the next matchup is. We await with the bated breath, of course, and we will see. But yeah, this one was a good one. I mean, it wasn't good if you were dipset fan, but it was good if yeah. you like the lock. So yeah, uh, yeah, a good atmosphere, and yeah, sad <laughs> to see the dipset movement in like that. But I mean, I guess it had to at some point. So yeah. it's, it is what it is. It's
0: funny because uh, this, like you said earlier, this is the first verses where. It was a clear number one winner, unanimous decision. Yeah. Usually, yes. usually it's the oh New York won this one. Yeah, or this is uh, hip hop won this one. It's like nah, the lots got this one. Yeah, <laughs> it was no, no question.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> they they came to fight and they won, man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to the locks. Yeah, I want to see a lock show now, man. I can't, I can't lie. I got hype. I'm not even yeah. a New York guy like that, really, but <laughs> I got hype over the lock song. So I do want to see a lock show one day, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: we'll see, man, and we'll see what the future versus holds. So, yeah. yeah. All right, other topics because other things did happen this week. Um, something that kind of took the sales out of. Um, Nas, his new album is Kanye, who I guess has been locked up in Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. He has a uh, room that looks like a prison cell <laughs> in the stadium, and he's locked himself up there to record his Donda album, um, which I guess is was still 100 percent incomplete when he previewed it uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm. so um yeah it seems like he's still recording the album he's he's posting a live stream or at least he was at one point i don't know if he's still doing it on apple music of him uh, and i guess he like he's sleeping sometimes sometimes he's recording he's bringing people in uh the feature list for this album has gotten crazy now the yeah. features now include pusha t don toliver kid cuddy video foreign uh Don, i guess he 5-E-L, my bad, 5-E-L Foreign, I guess his mother is going to be on it, Jay Ruga, Lil Yachty, Playboy Cardi, Travis Scott, Baby King, Young Thug, Vory, Casey, Roddy Rich, Lil Durk, 070 Shake, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, Jay Electronica, Sheik Looch, Kiss, <laughs> Styles P, Larry Hoover Jr., Pop Smoke, Francis and the Lights, Jay Z, we heard that song already, Sunday Service Choir, the weekend and little baby.
0: Now I wonder, did he get the lots on here after the verses? <laughs> I think he did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was after. I think he flew him out because um, they were taking pictures in that little cell he was at a few days ago. So yeah, I think it was after he flew them out there and they were recording and doing stuff together. Yeah, the stock the stock of the locks went up. It did, man. <laughs> A whole lot of They the fla-
0: they're the flavor of the month right now, man.
1: Oh, definitely. And I- I'm happy for them, I- man. Me too.
0: I'm glad they getting their recognition, man, because I always thought they were one of the, the second best group. First or second best group ever as far as uh, like New York rappers. But um yeah I'm I'm glad they getting the recognition man because did they Me ever too. have a, a they they ain't never do nothing with Kanye like that did they no, I don't think not, no. not on this level so that's that's real good man see the verses is helping niggas it out is. man it, it's good man I I know I know um they te- um Tim and Swiss technically don't own it on it now, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think it's I'm I'm glad they did what they did with it because it's actually working out even better.
1: It is definitely man. Um, so yeah, I'm happy for them. I'm happy they're getting their 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 flowers while they can still smell them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Kid Cuddy did mention I think earlier he said he wasn't on Donda, but now he's changed it because now I guess Kanye in the last few days called him out there and they did something together. So now he's on the album. And he played, he had another listening session, which I guess now more of the album has been completed. And I guess we're just hearing demos of this album until it's finally finished because people (laughs) thought it was going to drop on August 6th and it didn't. Again, we we got Pump Fake, another release. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, uh, it's not out yet, but there was a a listening session on Apple Music and he, at the end, he floated into the sky on some kind of rope or some shit. I don't know. I just saw a picture or a video of it happening. Um, Also, Justin Leboy has also reported that there's going to be a watch the throne two coming out. uh, I think he said before the end of the year. So, okay. I guess this guy's the uh, source of all Kanye news. Who
0: is this guy, man?
1: I don't (laughs) fucking, I, I know him for making a whole bunch of corny relationship posts about how men are dogs and need to do better yeah (laughs) and that's his whole scheme is talking about how shitty men are and how women got to look out for themselves (laughs) i don't know how this guy became the new fondsworth bentley
2: yeah (laughs)
1: kanye's (laughs) right hand man i don't know how that happened man he came out of nowhere and suddenly is the source of all kanye news so (laughs) whatever um so did you hear any of this listening session Biggie, are you I, I interested in at all?
0: I didn't, man. With me being them Nas fan, I, I, I couldn't do it, man. I, I, I would listen to it once the album actually dropped. I'm sick of doing all the, um, you know, seeing people tweeting and watching the little videos and the live stream on Apple Music. Nah, man. it's Look, Nas' album was dropping the next day, so I, I was just ready for that. So I just put all my energy towards that. But... Looking at the track or or the features on this, I I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm kind of excited for it, man. Seeing uh, the locks, seeing Griselda on there, just all type of random people like this kind of um you know. I don't think the album would be like this, but it's kind of giving the My Twisted Dark Fantasy, whatever the name of that album is. It kind of giving me those type of vibes because that album had a lot of people on there too, but it wasn't all um like verse features you know you had you know certain people on songs where it was just using the vocals You mm-hmm. know what i mean so it wasn't like heavy features and hooks on there but um i'm I ain't gonna lie, i'm kind of excited for it now it seemed like he kind of you know got a um you know an extra oomph in this album i i know this ain't the traditional way of releasing the album but this is better than him doing it in a week how he been doing before, so um, I like how he doing this. I kind of I kind of like the standing the um in the, uh, in, the uh, in the Mercedes Benz um uh, stadium. I kind of like that whole little thing of bringing people in there, and I seen them cutting a the nigga hair at one point. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I think Chance the Rapper was I, I think Chance the Rapper was in there at some point. Yeah, I, I kind of like that whole rollout a little bit. Um, so maybe Kanye then found something man maybe you know I don't know if it was the marriage or what which is kind of strange because Kim is still going to the shows and the listening yeah. parties
1: yeah she's supporting him man
0: yeah that, yeah. so um yeah maybe he found a little something man maybe maybe we might get a, a glimpse of the oh yeah I don't know but it's good to see all these people on there
1: yeah, it looks like he's been working out too, man. He, he looks in pretty good shape, um, which is good to see. Um, and yeah, I think uh, ultimately that first listening session was just letting people know it's okay to work with Kanye again, <laughs> because I think people, I think people were reluctant at first because of the whole. Red Hat thing and a conservative thing. They didn't know how people felt. Him saying slavery was a choice. Him mm-hmm. running for president, saying all that shit. I think people were wary because of that. But mm-hmm. once they saw the love he got for that first listening session, I think the industry said, "Okay, we got to get on this new Kanye <laughs> now, man." They forgave him. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Now we can work with him and it'll be okay. Because mm-hmm. really, the only person I saw really stick by Kanye artist-wise was Chance the Rapper. Yeah. And he got shit for it. But chance stood by Kanye and all the goofy yeah. shit he was saying, man. So
2: yeah,
1: uh everybody else kind of backed away. But now I think they see it, it, it's okay to work with Kanye and be cool with him now. So now everybody wants in for the album. He's calling in everybody. They coming through. So I'm excited for it like I am for every Kanye until it disappointed me and I don't like it. So, (laughs) uh, I mean, it looks like it's going to be fired, but I don't know. You never know with Kanye, um, I'm not going to listen until the album's finished. I don't care about these listening. And and that's one thing that's getting kind of old. I hope this is not a weekly thing now where he previews more and more and more of the album that's unfinished and and he just releases it one day. Like the, if he does another listening session, it has to be the finished album. He can't keep doing this playing unfinished music thing, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear music like that. I want to hear it like it's supposed to be heard in my expensive AirPod earphones. And I want to get the quality of the music, man. I want to hear it like it's supposed to be heard. I don't want to hear it in the fucking stadium. Yeah. So
0: do do you think um what he's doing right now, do you think that could eventually be a trend in music uh the way he's doing this? Because I haven't really seen anybody do this. I know it's Kanye, yeah. but um, I kind of like how he's doing this. It, it seems like it's something different. He's he, he's pretty much um, packing the stadium out and just playing unfinished music. And then uh, I'm not sure if he's taking the feedback from it or you know he's going back and changing something. But it seems like this is a whole rollout of just you know, hey, you know, come to the stadium and. I play this mute, uh, play this unfinished music that I got, and then eventually drop the album. Do you think? Can you see this being a, 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 a some type of trend?
1: Um, no, not not,
0: not to the level of the uh, yeah the stadium, stadium part, yeah. But I get just you. yeah, but uh, because this is pretty much a concert, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like a concert. So, do you see other um, artists packing out maybe like a, a little house of blues or some type of smaller venue? doing doing stuff like this like a or maybe a drake or something. I don't think Drake would do that but
1: No, no. Yeah, drake but, is perfectionist. He's not going to put out yeah. music until it's 100% done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh but do you see artists doing like this, maybe having a listening party like this? Uh and and doing the whole tickets thing because usually ticket uh listening parties are exclusive. Mm-hmm. They might be in a studio or something like that or some small party where, you know, they're not, you know, really making anything from it. but he, with Kanye, he's actually selling tickets for this shit. <laughs> so do you do you think artists will get to a point where they sell tickets? They kind of use it as a concert, but more of a listening party finished music as a listening party?
1: No. And the reason why is because I don't think most artists, if any artists, have the freedom that kanye does to play unreleased music or unfinished music um when, when you gotta remember just recently at Lollapalooza, uh lil uzi vert was playing unreleased music and they tried to shut that stream down man like the label there was some there was some issues with that you know he's on rock nation and rock nation was like nah <laughs> they've been very tight About his music. He's complained about not being able to release music like he wants to. Like There's a set schedule and plan these labels put these artists on. So they're not allowed to release this music. And that's why I think the leaks are always fake because Playboy Cardi has a lot of leaked music. Mm. And I, I feel like that's the only way he could put this music out because I feel like the label would not allow it otherwise. So I think that's why leaks could be planned in some ways. But No, I don't think artists have the freedom to play unfinished, unreleased music like that because they have to have the whole rollout. They have to have the videos made, all this stuff the label does. So, no, Mm -hmm. Kanye can do what he wants. He's the one artist who can literally do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. And they just got to roll with it. Def DM don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Like, nobody knows when yeah. the album is coming out. Yeah. Title says themselves, we don't know where the album is. <laughs> like, nobody knows what's going on. Kanye is in control of Kanye. Yeah. But nobody else has that freedom. So because of that, no, I don't think it'll be a trend. But I do yeah. think it's interesting what he's doing.
0: Yeah, so. I, I think it's like if I was an artist and um, I, not big as Kanye, but, uh, uh, you know, an average artist. I wouldn't mind doing something like that. I, it would be more polished, though. It would be a, a actual finished product, and me just kind of getting up there, just playing everything. But I would use it as um uh, somewhat of a, a a concert, not like a club setting, but more of a concert, and just saying, "Hey, you know, listen to me perform my new album before it come out and sell tickets from it." I th- I think that's kind of dope.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting, but. Yeah, I just don't think the labels, they're, they're too uh, much of a dictatorship. They're not just going to let artists do what they want and put out music like that. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate, but hey, Kanye does what he wants. Yeah. So the rules don't apply to him.
0: <laughs> and he's
1: going to put out whatever he feels like when he wants to put it out. So that's a mm-hmm. good thing and a bad thing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he could have kept that last album he made. Yeah. That shit was made in the weekend, I feel.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, but we'll see. Like I said, we'll we'll keep an eye out. Um, I'm sure Drake just wants him to hurry up and drop this shit so Drake can hurry up and drop his album because Drake yeah. has admitted his album is finished. Yeah. But I it, think he's waiting for Kanye it, to drop
0: first. To be honest, man, it might be tough for Drake, man, because looking at all these features, this don't look like a Kanye, I just made this in a couple days album. <laughs> yeah. This look like he putting some time into it now. So uh, I don't know. I feel I kind of feel bad for Drake, man, because he thought we he thought he was dropping this year, and you know it's just now you got Kanye. He, he got everybody, and you know, and they mama on the song mm-hmm. or on on the album. I I kind of feel bad because just looking at this and and putting that uh, next to Drake, it, I can't just sit there and say, oh, Drake gonna have the better album. Just looking at everything Kanye got on this album so far, as far as the features, it's like, oh, shit. I, I got to stop what I'm doing to listen to this. Then I'll listen to Drake.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they, they play to different audiences, too. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think Drake is... I don't think he's gonna be stopped by Kanye, but he can't drop the same week Kanye does that's yeah. one thing because he's not gonna be number one if he does,
0: yeah, and see, I would understand if it was like Jesus is king or something like that. then mm-hmm. it's like, uh you know, ain't you know Kanye kind of pissing everybody off at this point, so maybe I could drop around that same time, but now it looked like he in go mode man, <laughs> yeah. So uh,
1: I mean, um, we've yeah. said this before, so I don't know. Like I said, I'm waiting for the album, man, because yeah. we, we, we've we been pumped fake by Kanye before. So I'm going to hold our yeah. reservations until the album is in our library. Yeah, But yeah, it, it, I mean, it's looking promising if all these people are working with him again or for the first time. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if all these features get clear. We'll see if this track list actually holds up. Yeah. But it's interesting to see the album come together like this. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um other things that happened. Okay. Um we got to talk about this because it's been a big big debate on social media. Uh Dr. Dre's daughter has come out and she is 38 years old and she is her name is Latanya Young i guess her his daughter from a previous marriage Uh, she says she is homeless and has been living out of a rental car she is a single mother of four she currently works as a delivery driver for doordash and uber eats she said she's also employed at a warehouse but the earnings aren't enough to secure an apartment and she says she's asked her father for help financially but hasn't received anything in 18 months Um, And she is the daughter with Lisa Johnson and his previous wife. Mm -hmm. And they broke up when she was only five. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man. Um, She goes on to talk about how she's struggling and how the rental car is costing her a whole lot. And she's reached out to Dre. But since I I think um, she spoke out about him before and because of that, she thinks that's the reason why he's not responding to her now. It's caused a big debate on social media, man. <laughs> uh, people are saying, you know, on one side, you have a lot of people saying, well, she's 38 years old. You know, she's a grown woman. You know, why does she still have to depend on Dr. Dre or her father's money. And a lot of I'll say it is men versus women. I'll put it like that. <laughs> men said that first part and women are coming back and saying, no, you can't have your kid out there struggling like that it don't matter how old she is if you're a billionaire like dr dre allegedly is (laughs) like you can't have your kids struggling especially when she has kids of her own Mm -hmm. and out there homeless Mm -hmm. so what is your take on this where do you stand figgy does she need to pull herself up by her bootstraps and get some real work Make a beat. I saw somebody say that. <laughs> somebody says you need to go make a beat. <laughs> but uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this whole thing, man? Because it's been a long debate on social media, on everything, yeah. Twitter, social media, uh, Facebook, etc. cetera. What do you think yeah. about this story?
0: I do think we need to uh, know a little more about these two, uh, more of the story, because on the outside looking in, Dr. Dre might look like a selfish person not helping his own daughter. You know, that that sounds like a shitty person. But we don't know their relationship with these two. Do they have a constant relationship? Or is this like a strange dad or a strange daughter that, you know, she don't really look at him as a dad? Maybe she grew up with somebody else as her dad. I mean, we all been there where... You know, if somebody mom and dad might have separated, and that stepdad is the one they look at as dad, so I wonder if it's is it a situation like this, or were they always you know kind of close, and he always did stuff for her. So I think I think we need to get to the bottom of that first before we say, hey, he need to do this, or or no, she got this if if it was a situation where he was in her life a lot and he kind of just left her ass out, <laughs> I will probably say, damn, man, he needed, that's your daughter. <laughs> you, you should do something. But if he, you know, if it was a thing where she never really had a relationship with him and now she's kind of coming out of the woodwork saying, Hey, you know, I'm homeless type of thing and he's not helping me out. Then I I, I think it's, you know, it, 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 it sound bad because you know that's his daughter but i think it i think the relationship of the person i think that makes more sense to actually you know do something for that person because we all got family that are blood related but you know we kind of don't look at them that way we won't you know we'd probably do more for a friend before we do for that strange family member so i wonder if it's a situation like this so if it if it is, then, I you know, it is what it is. You have, you know, you had a bunch of times to kind of, you know, create that relationship. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But it, 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 she's what? 30. You said 38. Yes. She, she had a bunch of time to try to connect that relationship and maybe build a father daughter thing. I'm not sure, but. If it's um, if it's a thing where she did have that at some point and he just being an asshole or something like that, then yeah, I would probably look the other way. But I, I know I'm on the fence right now. But it to me, it seems like this is more of the um, just a strange daughter that's kind of hitting the headlines because she's Dr. Dre' daughter and she's homeless. That, this is what it seemed like to me, because I think if if he actually had a relationship with his daughter, I think she wouldn't be out there like that. We uh, we, we kind of seen it with um, Eazy-E kids, because I think one of Eazy-E kids was um, I, I don't want to say she was homeless, but she was kind of broke. It, it was something going on. And I guess she never really had a real relationship with uh, her dad. So um I think all of that can come into play, but I think um yeah, I think this is just a uh the same old strange kid, you know, coming out of nowhere because he probably, I think he got a lot of kids. So Yeah, I think
1: he has four.
0: Okay. Well, I think now he yeah,
1: had more than that, maybe. I don't know. I need to okay. see. That was yeah, she has four f- kids, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: that's 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 enough. So he mm-hmm. probably um yeah, he probably didn't really have a real relationship with his daughter. So, um, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, he need to, you know, she shouldn't, she he he need to do something. Because at that point, you a billionaire, you got all type of people coming out of nowhere, you know, looking for help. So, um, I don't know, I, I just, me personally, I just think as a grown-ass woman, you have to step up and do something, man. Because it... it it should be you shouldn't be 38 with kids and you know living out your car unless unless you're doing something wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm being hard, but I think just as a grown woman, a grown adult, you you know, there's no way you can let something like that happen unless something crazy happened in your life where you know you ended up there. And, and if that was the case, I, I I would feel like people would be more to to help out, I guess, but um, yeah, I, I guess I kind of side with the fellas. I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think door like you, we all know the relationship, <laughs> so it, yeah, I I kind of side with the fellas on this. I he don't have to do anything.
1: Uh, Doctor Dre has seven kids, by the way, so <laughs> yeah. seven kids. I mean, even if you're a billionaire, I still a lot of kids to take care of, but
0: with different women too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah.
1: Um, and he just had a big settlement with his previous wife, where he has to pay her what 300k a month, some shit like that, or something yeah, wild. So, about
0: one point three mil a year. Yeah.
1: So, um, I mean, I, I, I basically agree what you said at first about how we need more information. Like, I think most people turn this into a hypothetical of. I wouldn't do that, or you shouldn't do that. But we don't really know the specifics of this case, man. We don't know the relationship. Um, I, I will say, as a man, no matter how, if I'm a billionaire or if I'm billionaire status, like no matter what, I'm not going to have my kid who has my grandkids,
0: you yeah. know, because
1: they're not at fault for this or whatever bad decision she's yeah. making, like I'm not going to have them be homeless.
0: Yeah. And man, I will I'm pro- not going to. And it's probably safe to say that you will probably be in your kid's life somehow
1: exactly i mean <laughs> so, even if she said oh fuck you you ain't shit whatever yeah. like I, I don't know what happened here like yeah. there's a lot of assuming going on on both sides yeah we don't know um but yeah I, I do see like people are saying they don't see how like as somebody who has been a child of a somebody who's in a bad situation like my my mother split up from my father And things got really bad at us. We were almost homeless at one point, man. Like it got really bad. Mm -hmm. So I understand how it could happen. Uh, No matter if you're 38, no matter how old you are, like bad times can hit anybody. Yeah. And when you got four mouths to feed, like it can hit really fast, faster than you think it's gonna hit. Yeah. So even if you're working, like you, you could still end up on the street, damn near, um, you know, taking care of four kids. So I sympathize there. You know, if what she says is true, like this can definitely happen to people. Um, But like I said, I think there's a lot being unsaid. We're only getting her side of the story and Dre don't talk to the media at all. So we're never going to hear his side of the story. Yeah. But there's a lot of assuming going on. And I'm not going to comment on people's personal life
2: Yeah,
1: because if I don't know anything about the uh, one side, like I'm not just going to throw the man under the bus. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't, have my grandkids out there damn near homeless but i don't know what went on here exactly i don't know what went on here Mm -hmm. maybe things got really bad Mm -hmm. um maybe she said something really i don't know what happened i don't know Mm -hmm. but um it's it's tough i I don't really i can't pick a side because i'm not going to comment on people's personal life like that man If I don't know anything like I I, like I get why people are upset, I guess, because they're triggered by something that happened. I know what it's like to uh, go through a hard time and have nobody help you out. You know, Mm -hmm. like my mom went through that, too. We called up relatives, family members. The only one who took us in was our grandmother, man, or my grandmother, her mother. She's the only one. We called everybody, man. Nobody helped out and we Mm -hmm. weren't the outcasts either man like we weren't bad people we weren't saying fuck you to everybody and like no and i know what that's like so i can sympathize man definitely yeah but we i don't know the details of this so it's hard for me to comment it's hard for me to really pick a side or say anything so yeah and anybody who does is kind of goofy
0: yeah and then it's like um you don't know what she you know she could be a drug addict (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I'm not giving, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to say that because, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, you don't know what's going on. i didn't have had family members who ended up homeless, but it was nothing we could really do about it because, mm-hmm. you know, if you look on the outside, yeah, it's like, damn, he could stay with you. Like, why you got him out here in the street like this? But it's like, damn, like this person is on drugs and he yeah. won't get better. He's mentally ill. He won't, you know, we tried this before and it's not working. So, you know, like you really got to know the situation. Yeah. Just just uh, hey, you know, uh Dr. Dre's daughter who's 38 with four kids is homeless. Why? Wow. you know, he's a billionaire, he need to do something. Sometimes like even though you know, a couple a couple stacks will probably help her out. Mm-hmm. You still don't really know the situation, man. Yeah. It's, it's still to even for a billionaire. So, you know, man, hopefully he do help her. I hope he do help her out because, you know, sh- should nobody be homeless with four kids like that? But like, you really don't know the situation. He could have gave her a whole bunch of money at one point and she blew it. We just, and, we really don't know.
1: <laughs> and she does admit, like she admits that much. She admits that he was giving her money until last year. So that implies something happened recently. And I don't think she's telling the whole truth about what happened recently, because clearly something triggered him to not give her money when he was doing it this entire time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man, but hopefully they get this resolved. I'm tired of the debate, though, man. People got to move on now because it got real annoying to see on the timeline every day this week. Yeah. About the fucking Dr. Dre shit and how you people talk about how, how you treat your family. Would you have your daughter out there like this? Would you treat your son like that? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I don't care they, anymore.
0: They just, man, they hate Dr. Dre, man. <laughs>
1: they really do, man. Yeah, I ain't seen nobody break
0: up Kelly Clarkson paying. <laughs> I know, right? 1.3 million a year for her <laughs> spouse or husband. And that was the exact nah. same shit as Dr. Dre. <laughs>
1: Dr. Dre gotta come out of hiding, man. He has to make himself likable again because he's getting slandered and thrown and killed in the media, man. He gotta make Chronic Two or Chronic Three, yeah, whatever the fuck he gotta do, man. Cause <laughs> yeah, he his his reputation is taking a hit on social media.
0: Is is he on this down the album? He No. He, oh yeah. He know. took a that
1: he there was I, a picture so from sick. like Jesus is King. I'm
0: so sick of these same pictures, man.
1: Yes. <laughs> Dre, Dre is the king of taking a picture in the studio yeah. where no work is getting done. Yeah, because we never hear any music from any of this shit. But we'll fuck, see.
0: Why the fuck is he even in the studio, man? I don't know why he has a studio,
1: man. <laughs> Might as well sell that shit and build another pool or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's wasting his time. He some, like he still cares about music because he would have heard something by now, Dr. Dre.
2: Yeah.
1: But anyway, um other things that happened this week that we got to talk about, um the baby cancellation tour continues. He's
0: still going, man. Almost yes. 2 weeks strong.
1: <laughs> yes. Um now he did issue another apology after I think the beginning of this week he was taken off of Austin City Limits and iHeart Radio Music Festival. Austin City Limits I think is the biggest one recently he was taken off of. Of course, he didn't perform at Lollapalooza either um so he's getting taken off some big festivals now man and uh, I think this caused his team I'm not gonna say him because you know he didn't write this (laughs) shit but he did issue a statement on his Instagram he locked all the comments so you can't even say shit about it uh but he did make a statement on Instagram he said quote Social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have an opportunity to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. As a man who has had to make his own way from very difficult circumstances, it's playing a black card, growing up poor, okay. (laughs) Having people I know publicly work against me, knowing that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance, you didn't say that, has been challenging. I appreciate the many who caused me who came to me with kindness, who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, and resources. That's what I needed, and it was received. I want to apologize to the LGBTQ community for the hurtful and triggering comments I made. Again, I apologize for my misinformed comments about HIV slash AIDS, and I know education on this is important. Love to all. God bless. Um, I think some other organizations have reached out to, um, schedule a meeting with the baby, uh, Miley Cyrus said it's time for him to get some education and move on. And we need to forgive him. Basically. Uh, she's the first big name. I think I've heard really say this. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think he's still getting pulled off festivals. I did see one festival <laughs> get, the whole festival got canceled, and they said, "In light of recent events, including the baby's comments, we are canceling this festival." <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I guess at this point, they're blaming poor ticket sales on the baby's yeah. comments. So, they're everything is the baby's fault yeah. now. Yeah, global warming is happening because the baby's comments. <laughs> we gonna cancel the Super Bowl because the baby's comments. <laughs> everything is baby's fault now at this point Mm -hmm. um so yeah man he's still getting some heat um (laughs) he he's gone radio silent i ain't seen no videos or reaction videos from him anymore um and i think this is going to end up with him doing the nick cannon man i don't know if he's going to go as far but he's definitely going to have to go to some kind of HIV and AIDS yeah. center,
0: make talk. a video.
1: May, maybe the red table With talk. I don't know. Maybe it will be crazy. It's not, I just thought of that. Now that would be crazy to be the baby on a red table talk. <laughs> when you said those things about gay people, I felt attacked as a non-binary person myself. I feel Willow talking shit to him. Yeah. I'm a yeah. lesbian and I was offended. Yeah, that yeah. part. That part. Why did you say that to Baby Boy? With their hands on the fucking table. The dude oh, drew, man. Where the
0: boy threw that goddamn Adidas.
1: <laughs> I felt like that goddamn Adidas. Goddamn Adidas. <laughs> Oh man, I can't even imagine the baby sitting there with Jada Pickett and Willow Smith and their mother.
0: I, man, mark this now on on this damn podcast. He will be on the, on the <laughs> table talk, man. I'm I'm look and look, not even because of him. I think this is Jada Pickett's lane. She go for shit like this, man. <laughs> It seemed like whenever a black person is in a big crisis, she reach out to them. Yep. With, and she get them on with uh what's her name? Jordan, uh I forgot her name. Uh what's the Kardashian? Jordan something. I forgot I forgot
1: her uh, name. know I, you I know, you ta- I know you're talking about that. I
0: yeah, think. she reached out to her. <laughs> she like whenever a black person is in the a little pickle, she she yep. somehow get them on the podcast. I think that's her le- I think she's gonna get him on there somehow.
1: That would be hilarious, man. I, I die. <laughs> we would have so many drops the- from that episode of the Red Table Talk. We might I have hope to it watch, happens we now. We might
0: have to watch that shit live. Like, just do a live <laughs> reaction, live to reaction? It. yeah. <laughs> just play the whole man. thing. Stop it, stop it.
1: Oh man, that would be yeah. too funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think they're gonna make him do the dance at this point. And, and and to be to be fair, because I was critical of what he said, and I said he brought it upon himself. I do think this is getting a little excessive now.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's a big it's it's clout chasing because it's because it's festivals I never even heard of.
1: Festivals that are like six months away yeah. are canceling him, and it's like by that time, do y'all really think that everybody's still gonna be mad at baby? Yeah. He has apologized time and time again. What else can he really do? Yeah. Like I said, they're going to make him do the dance. He's got to make a video at a center, a center where they treat AIDS and HIV. And yeah. he's going to have to be talked down to. And He's going to mm. be like, yep, I understand. I understand. You're yeah. going to have to go to an LGBTQ community center, probably talk to some troubled teens, maybe. I don't know. Maybe have a show with um Lil Nas X, I don't know. <laughs> like he gonna have to do something with a very popular, maybe Sam Smith.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: A big, a big gay figure, and mm. he's gonna do the dance, man, because that, that's all I can see happening at this point. Because what else can he do? He apologized and mm. yeah, you can say it was a cheesy PR thing, but I mm. mean what more can he do at this point? Yeah, that they had, really want
0: to see. Yeah, they had to stop the bleeding, man, because it was getting ridiculous. So uh, this apology, I take it with a grain. And so I was actually okay. He released something. I know he didn't do it, but yeah, I'm just glad it, it, something came out because he was standing too tall, man. That was that was the problem I had. You, I, I got to the point where you know people feel how they feel. I thought it was, uh, you know, no matter how you feel, how I feel about it, how he feel about it, you can't, that was stupid for him to say that. <laughs> like, it was a stupid move. It was no payoff. It hurt him more than it helped. And I don't understand, you know, like, if you feel this way, just keep it to yourself, man. Like, you're a grown-ass person. You ain't gonna change. So if you feel that way, you feel that way. But uh, as... Him being in his position, it was just stupid, man. You now you losing a lot of money just b- because of these pointless ass comments. You could have, you could have said, you know, all my niggas, all my money getters, Mason. You could have said anything on that stage, but now this is, you know, now you here. So I, I think he, I, I think this is a coming to Jesus moment for him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think this should be a, a lesson for all other rappers. <laughs> You don't have to do this. And then uh, side note, I don't understand what people I don't understand what they get with trying to, you know, do what he's doing with this. Like, like people, uh, people brought up how, you know, the world is so soft and so sensitive. But look, you doing shit like this ain't going to make it, it ain't going to go back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. Like no, you just gotta, you just gotta roll with it, man. Look, I th- look, I agree. I think the world is soft. I think, I think everything is too sensitive. You you get in trouble for almost anything you'll say, but that's the card we dealt. We can't, you know, you just, you just gotta roll with the rules, man. We, I work in the sports talk station. I can't tweet a lot of shit I want to tweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not look. I ain't about to stand on that hill and still tweet it and talk about how the world is off and how you know people are so sensitive and you know people trying to stop me from speaking my mind. No, nah, man. Look, I, I signed up for this. I got to keep it PG <laughs> on Twitter, man. I, you know, it's a lot of stuff I can't say. So I I just don't understand what people get out of trying to you know stand tall with this shit man like you know how the world is don't say it man and and and, you know not i ain't trying to bring white people into this but like there's a lot of white people know they're getting in trouble for what they you know what they say with rap music whatever they choosing not to say some of this shit because like what's the payoff for it (laughs) like you'll get more trouble like Imagine a white person saying, Hey, we should be able to say the N-word. Like they say it in rap songs. Imagine a white person standing tall trying to, you know, say why why they should be able to rap the lyrics in a rap song saying the N-word. It's no payoff for it. You might as well just work around it. <laughs> and I think people, you know, the LGBTQ is here, man. This is the way of the world, you know, it, it, you know, it ain't about to go back to the nineties. So I don't understand why people just sit there on that high horse or stand there on that hill trying to say how how soft the world is. It's it's not going back to where what it was. It's probably gonna get worse. So you just gotta you you just gotta go with how it is, man. Like you can't. I hope other rappers look at this and say, hey, you know, I ain't trying to do that. I I just don't get you. You and you still had certain rappers coming out saying, yeah, man, see. Look, they tried to take him out. No, he, t- the baby took himself out because mm-hmm. he didn't have to say this. They didn't, they didn't make him perform at a certain concert or make him make statements about something. Like nah. Like no, you could have just got up there and said, "Ladies," and it would have been just fine. So I, I, I hope rappers and entertainers and people in general just take notes from this and say, "Hey." Like if I feel a way about a certain group or certain people, just keep it to yourself. You ain't gotta go on state. You don't gotta go on that summer summer jam screen and and uh say what you gotta say. Just just perform, go home and keep your comments to yourself.
2: Yeah,
1: man, and it's becoming an ego and pride thing at this point because a lot of people are saying, Well, the LGBTQ is bullying us and we don't you know, now now it's a, a thing of we got to double down because we feel weak because they're canceling the shows. And, and here's the thing. Cause people keep, I hear a few things about the whole festivals getting canceled thing. And number one, uh, the festivals themselves aren't, here's the thing. It started, it was a domino effect. Once he got pulled off the first few, Mm -hmm. because once that happened, now it becomes, Okay if you're a festival or a venue and you still have the baby on your list, that means you damn near condone what he said. Yeah. And they know how that looks. So now once a few did it, everybody has to do it because Mm -hmm. now they all have to prove, Hey, we don't stand for this. Yeah. Now somebody was going to have to take the bullet and stand tall and say, Hey, he made his apology and we understand it. So we'll keep him on the lineup, but nobody wants to take that risk. It's not worth it for these are businesses. Mm -hmm. They go off of PR and and ticket sales and all that. They don't want to risk the bad publicity of having somebody like the baby who really honestly ain't worth it. Yeah, he he ain't worth it like that. So they look at cost versus you know uh what what it would cost versus what they would lose from having the baby on, and they decide it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's not like they all came together and suddenly have a conscience and say you know. I stand with with the LGBTQ no matter what. They're like, look, we're trying to make money and yeah. stay out of bad yeah. press.
0: And to be honest, the show gonna go on. <laughs> yes, I think one of the shows they they just replaced them with Young Thug. Yeah, they ain't blink twice, and I ain't think twice. It's not like replacing Drake. Like it, he yeah. wasn't like the big headline of the of the whole festival. Where it's like, damn, we was only going there to see Jay Z or Beyonce. And now mm-hmm. they are not even there, so I'm out. I don't think people backing out their tickets because of little baby. No,
1: and there was uh, two things had to happen for the baby to make it through this. Un- okay, number one, either a festival had to stay in tall and say, "Hey, we're keeping him on," or the artist had to threaten to boycott a festival or show unless the baby stayed on. And yeah. of course, they're not gonna throw themselves in the fire yeah. for this nigga. So yeah. th- he's fucked at this point. Um, another thing I keep hearing and we got to nip this conversation in the bud because it goes places that people really don't want to talk about I keep hearing oh so the festivals are good with uh, oh black death goodness. and genocide and killing niggas Jeez. and selling drugs but you say one thing about gay people and they cancel you here's the thing and people know this but I got to spell it out I guess because people just act like they don't have common sense black people fought <laughs> for, for, pe- for rappers to be able to shit on niggas like they do in their songs, yeah. okay? Because when people say, oh, if festivals are fine with it, like I said, number one, the LGBTQ community has made it clear they don't tolerate this kind of... Mm-hmm. And they've long had that stance. Yeah. They were protesting Eminem at every show once he dropped his second album, which had a lot of anti-gay stuff yeah. in it and comments and lyrics in it dog they protested him hard yeah. they let him know no we, y'all gotta cancel him they tried to cancel him before canceling was a thing yeah. it didn't work because he was too big and he was white so it didn't work out but <laughs> here's the thing like they they let it be known they don't tolerate that shit whereas you know the content of what is now in most black uh rap music especially the mainstream stuff you know it was controversial in the late eighties and early nineties, they had congressional hearings about it. Community yeah. le- leaders stepped up and they said, no, this is not good for the kids or the community. And we need to nip this in the bud now. And the black community fought against that. Yeah. They said, no, it's freedom of speech. Let them, cause they are talking about what's really happening in the hood. Yeah. You know, it's okay if Snoop Dogg says bitch and then, uh, you know, yeah. says these things about women. It's okay. Like they fought for that ability. That's mm-hmm. the difference. LGBTQ never said it's okay for y'all to shit on gay people.
2: Yeah.
1: Black people came out and said it's okay for y'all to shit on black people, and in fact, that's what we want to hear. So don't censor it. Mm-hmm. And, and to, if you really want to go there, that that's the question that has to be asked. You know, yeah. if you ask why is the uh, our festivals canceling him for his gay comments, well, the question will end up being. Why don't the black community say anything about, you know, street violent music, fucking I'll kill a nigga, shoot a nigga. Uh, I really hate niggas. I'm a Nazi (laughs) shit like that. Bitches ain't shit. Bitches suck, dick and leave. What all this stuff that is denigrating to our women, denigrating to the culture and and promotes violence, you know, we decide that's okay. And that's Mm -hmm. the problem. If people stood against that and let it know it wasn't Okay maybe there would be some festivals saying no we can't have that music but now we know that's what niggas turn up to by mm-hmm. and large it gets a pa- it gets a pass it yep. is okay yeah and they actually promote that stuff so this requires looking inward and people don't want to do that yeah they just want to want to want to argue on the internet so yeah
0: and and you hit it right on the nose right there that's the stuff you hear on the radio Yes. That, that's the stuff they make. That's the stuff women dance to, men, you know, bump. So I, I just I just don't like that argument at all, that counterpoint of oh well, they don't mind that. No, we make that. We, yes. can, we look, man, I know we don't control a lot, but we can control what people like. Mm-hmm. I, I always said that with artists. When if um if if artists if if we the uh, the people start listening to more positive music, and we start bragging about more positive mu- music. I think artists will probably move towards making positive music. <laughs> like uh, it's a reason why Future and you know people like that make the same type of music. Yeah, because that's what women like to dance to and twerk to or whatever. And so a lot of people you know fall in line and start making music that we want to hear. I think if we want to hear positive music, we don't want to hear about shooting and killing and drugs and music, um, bitches and you know cuss words. I think rappers will go down that road. They they won't do that because they at the end of the day they trying to they trying to get their music played. They want people to like them and they want to make money. So I don't think it's the festival fault at all. I just yeah it, it's 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 us <laughs> it's us we like yes. to hear, we like to hear that ratchet shit like I said if if we wanted to hear more positive music, if we complain about future making this type of uh nasty music or whoever, I think they had no choice but to switch it up because we see it all the time so yeah i I ain't like that argument either. I think that's more internal <laughs> in us. So uh, they could use other arguments. You could say, you know, these festivals are clout chasing. I would Mm -hmm. I would give you that. Um, Some of them, I feel like some of them are by making the big announcement that the baby is not on here now. Yeah, I give you that. But I'm not buying the whole, um, hey, festival. They don't care if you do this. Nah, I don't
1: care. You talk about killing niggas. Okay,
0: because what they do, they cater to the people, Mm -hmm. so the people know. um, They know that people like the baby, so they put they put on people that they know people would probably want to go see. So I guarantee, if it was um, name any gospel artists. If everybody was talking about this gospel artist, guess what? They are gonna try to get them on the festival. They they trying to cater to the people. But we like to hear some of the violence and you know shit like that. It sucks, suck, but that's that's how it is. So I, I just don't I don't I agree with you. I don't like that argument.
1: It is. And like I said, we're all to blame. You yeah. know, I like that music too, I admit mm-hmm. it but I'm not out here complaining about why, why don't, you know, I'm not complaining about why they don't shut down that type of music at festivals. Like, cause, cause mm. I know the reason why yeah. I know we accept that. And we, I know we welcome that and we enjoy that. Yeah. And if you want to have a discussion on why we enjoy that and maybe why we shouldn't, that's a whole nother debate. Yeah. And that's something that could t- needs to take place internally, but we don't want to have that. That's the thing. We don't want to ha- be held accountable for yeah. what we've allowed now in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely have some thoughts about that, man. I definitely hear the music that niggas make now. And I'm like, dog It's and you see the violence that comes after it. It's like, man, it, it, it's really gone, gone sideways, but we can't bring that up because you know, you corny. Yeah. If you have a problem with that shit, you know, that shit's cool. So, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. That's a whole nother debate that people really don't want to have. They don't want to have that kind of introspection. They just want to point fingers and say, hey, why is this okay when this is not okay? Yeah. And you know why it's okay. And yep. y'all know the answers to this. So don't yep. act dense. Y'all know yep. exactly why. Yeah.
0: And to be honest, if if we, I, I say we as the people or hip hop fans, if uh, early on we put a stop to all that um, type of music and saying, nah, we're not supporting this. I ain't talking about the politicians and the stuff like that. White America, I'm talking about black people in the hood. If we went up to N.W.A. and said, nah, we're not buying that. Like, nah, that's disrespectful to us. We don't want to talk about killing another black man and all this other stuff. I guarantee you, they probably wouldn't last long, <laughs> or mm-hmm. they'll probably change their their style. And, um, and it'll be more people being more positive, you won't get the gangster rap high was, you would you know. It w- so if, if somebody did do gangster rap, they'd stick out like a sore thumb, and they probably won't last as long. And it, you know, it won't even be allowed. It will be somewhat like the LGBTQ of hey, this is no nonsense. Like we ain't allow this at all, so it's it's not like tricky. I, I brought up the N word earlier. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a a can of worms now. Yeah. Because now you got people that, oh, Takashi says, no, he not black, but he get to say it. And how come nobody doing nothing about that? And it's it's just so much. We didn't really put a cap on it from the beginning. (laughs) It was just super loose. And now, you know, it's all about these, oh, this person doing it. How come y'all ain't saying nothing about that? And y'all still use it. And, you know, uh, our grandmother wouldn't allow it. It's just all type of just stuff. We, uh, we, I feel like us as black people, we dropped the ball. We should have been tight on it early on. And I, I wouldn't say me because, mm-hmm. you know, I was born in 88. So what can I do at that time? But I think early on, I think if we would have just, we should have been tight like the, you know, I hate to say it. I, I kind of want to beat this out, but. We should be tight like the jewish people man <laughs> Ooh, you know, i'm gonna beep it
1: out i'm gonna beep, beep it all out. about the benjamin <laughs> 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 nah nah it's cool um
0: no nah, percent. yeah i think if we were tight like that no nonsense type of you know um people i think it wouldn't it wouldn't even get to this
1: yeah but that that battle's been lost and it was lost right. decades ago so mm-hmm. it is what it is now like i, I don't look back at this point because i think it's too late and, uh, but yeah, speaking of Takashi 6 9 I just heard clubhouse audio of him, <laughs> whack 100, and uh, 21 Savage. And Takashi is calling them nigga this, nigga that. Nigga saying nigga a billion times, and not one person called him on it once. So
2: yeah.
1: I don't know how we got here, man, yeah. but we're here and we ain't going back. It's only going to get worse. So,
2: yeah,
0: it
1: is where it is. <laughs> Um other things that have happened this week um Rihanna was declared a billionaire by Forbes.
0: Okay. Okay. Shout out to Rihanna.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Rihanna. <laughs> um there's a you know
0: she ain't doing no more damn music, man. She shouldn't. I,
1: I think she is. She's making a new I think she has an album that's going to come out probably pretty soon. I've heard she's been working on something. But um good for her like these Forbes things don't mean much to me because they're all based on estimates. You don't get receipts. You don't have, it's estimates. It's But
0: whatever. Yeah. What they do is just, um, see how much she made with Fendi, Mm -hmm. how much she made with this lingerie. Reportedly too. Reportedly. Reportedly, these are reported figures. We don't know what
1: they really are. Yeah.
0: Google numbers. Mm -hmm. So they, so they looking at all that on top of, you know, what she made in music probably her whole career and all type of other stuff and oh that added up to a billion
1: (laughs) yeah um so but most of that apparently came from her um fashion stuff they said she is now worth 1.7 billion making her the wealthiest female musician in the world and second only to oprah winfrey as the richest female entertainer but the bulk of her fortune 1.4 billion comes from the value of fenty beauty of which forbes can now confirm she owns 50 i know she owned that much okay that's cool man. so all right maybe it's close man i don't think it's a full 1.7 billion but maybe mm-hmm. it's close man i don't know that's, the that's value a hell of, of her. a lot
0: man <laughs> yeah
1: no that <laughs> brand did blow up so yeah. good for her shout out for her um yeah so mm-hmm. whatever that Entails to people I know people get excited about shit like that. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Good for her, though. Um, uh, also, Aaliyah has music coming out. Finally, reportedly, on the 20th anniversary of her death, it's always crazy to remember that she died like a month before 9 11 because yeah. it feels like those events happen longer apart. Yeah. But literally Aaliyah died the very next, a few weeks later, 9-11 happened.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, Now it,
1: it really is, man. So, <laughs> yes, um, this August, I think it's August 25th, will be the 20th anniversary of her death. And on that day, apparently her music will reach streaming services for the first time in 10 years. Mm. Um, The person who owns her masters or the rights to her music, Barry Hankerson, who is her uncle, apparently worked out a new distribution deal. And now there will be physical releases of her music, as well as music from Timbaland and Magoo, Tank, uh, Tony Braxton, and Jojo. Mm. So a whole lot is finally coming to social media, to uh, streaming services. Um, Her estate made a weird post um which i don't know if this means it's not they're trying to fight it coming out or what but her estate did come out and say um now in this 20th year this unscrupulous endeavor to release Aaliyah's music without any transparency or full accounting to the estate compels our hearts to express a word forgiveness um and they basically said they'll continue to defend themselves and her legacy. And they want to preempt the attacks on their character from people who are emerging from the shadows to leech off Aaliyah's life work. Mm. So I don't know what this means. It seems like there is some debate over and maybe they're trying to fight this. Maybe they're not getting what they feel they deserve out of this deal. I don't know. But there is a long piece on Billboard, Billboard Billboard.com, about uh, Barry Hankerson And his journey, basically what he's been up to, the the battle of getting Aaliyah's music out. I think he alleged that Aaliyah's mother didn't want her music out at all, which I didn't really understand. But, you know, when you lose a daughter, you know, it's traumatic. So, okay, Um, But yeah, uh, how do you feel? about reportedly we'll see when if it actually happens i think it's gonna happen i think it's pretty much been confirmed yeah. but it just sounds like her family has an issue with it but the statement was vague so i'm still not really sure what to make of it but are you excited that you'll finally have aliyah's music the good albums i think her first album had been already up but are you excited about aliyah's music as well as his other these other albums coming out finally on streaming services
0: yeah i'm excited man i think it's i think it should come i don't know the reason why the mom didn't want the music out but um i think it should man uh we talk about it with you know dj screw keeping his legacy alive by you know playing screwed up music and stuff like that i think this i think this uh will help her legacy as well man because you know, outside of the stuff she had with you know the known songs with Timberland and stuff like that, um, you couldn't really listen to a, a Leah album or player music. so I think I think this is good that you know because she got some diehard fans <laughs> and we know about that because they mm-hmm. came for us. When you and Juice, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know that. I heard that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. So I um, I think it's good to you know give the fans something, man. They they've been riding and dying for a minute, so I think um, I think it's dope that they finally released or something.
1: Now it's past time, man. I'm really surprised it took this long. Because usually, especially when an artist dies, you know, Prince, I, I was really surprised how much material Prince got on social media, well, on streaming services. I keep saying social media for some reason. fucking tired or something. I don't know. But I was really surprised how much after Prince died, like all his stuff hit. Yeah. And they're releasing a new album like every few months. Yeah, they just released something
0: stuff. Like a couple
1: weeks ago. Yeah. They're putting all his stuff. They finally put all his music videos on YouTube. They put all his albums. I think his albums had just hit streaming right before he died. But they put everything. They're putting unreleased music. They're putting demos. They're putting a bunch of stuff of his. And I was really surprised because he was very protective of all his stuff. Yeah. But Aaliyah, she passed, and, you know, it's been radio silenced. You got to go. You can't buy her albums currently. You got to look on SoundCloud or something, find an old school link maybe hit up Limewire if that's still up and get her damn albums cuz you can't find them yeah um anywhere else
2: mm-hmm. and
1: finally that's changing so i don't know i don't know how to feel about this like you know i kind of feel uh, certain ways about the prince thing because on one hand i'm happy to hear it on the other hand i'm not 100% sure if he wanted this stuff heard or yeah. released like it's,
0: this yeah uh, he didn't <laughs> it's yeah. safe to say he didn't
1: exactly so i kind of feel that way you know uh, um is aaliyah's estate getting their fair share you know if if her parents don't want her music out should we respect that i don't know i don't know man so i don't know how to feel like i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna bump the hell out of one of the million Mm because that's one of my favorite r&b albums of all time uh Mm -hmm. the timbaland and magoo albums those first two are crazy man I'm finally happy. Those will be on streaming too. So I'm happy, but I'm I, I feel guilty for being this happy about it. I'll put it like that, because I don't know the behind the scenes stuff. So Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I'm glad for the fans, man. Because um, you know, I I know the mom feel a certain type of way, but man, it's it's die hard fans out there, man. <laughs> that love her and you know they don't want no disrespect you know out of it but they just love the music man and and she was a big influence on R&B at some point even the way yeah. some R&B artists dress mm-hmm. so um yeah it'd be good to hear that stuff uh, the one thing i'm nervous about i just. I don't want the sampling of her music, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, it's coming. I, I I know Chris Brown and Tory Lanez going mm-hmm. redo one. In They're a million doing the Birdman hand rub, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hitmaker maker going redo one in a million or some shit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's good for the fans to you know hear some Aaliyah, man. I think it's about I think it's about time because the I feel like the Aaliyah tra- I feel like they've been keeping the Aaliyah train alive you know, with the tweets and, you know, whenever the R&B debates uh, come up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just not the music out there, man. (laughs) So it'd be good to, you know, finally get that out there.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely going to get sampled if those rights are up too, man, because there was a controversy about uh, Normani released a song with Cardi B, and there was a controversy because people said the drum break sounds a whole lot like uh, uh, Aaliyah, One in a Million, and it kind of does, but it wasn't a direct sample, so it's kind of in the Marvin Gaye uh, yeah. territory. So I don't know, man. We'll see. But good, good to finally have her fans satisfied. Yeah. And and getting stuff out, and we'll wrap it up with one more thing, man. Um, you gotta tell me why all these celebrities are coming out about not bathing.
0: That is right. What yeah i don't know man
1: <laughs> it started off it started off with uh mila kunis and ashton kutcher i guess they did some kind of interview and they basically said they only bathe their kid when they had when they see dirt on them yeah and that had people acting kind of like what you don't bathe your kid regularly yeah then Kristen bell came out and said she also doesn't take baths unless she smells or something like something basically she doesn't bathe regularly and she doesn't believe in bathing regularly unless they you stink or you see dirt i think she said the same thing about her kids too and now jake gyllenhaal has come out <laughs> and said he doesn't bathe unless uh he's smelly or he really needs it but he doesn't bathe regularly and he doesn't believe in it what the fuck is going on I think, here, man? I wonder, is It is a white people thing?
0: I, want, <laughs> like, I wonder if they're trying to... If Is this some type of conspiracy on water? Maybe they're trying <laughs> to save water or something. Maybe it's some type of company. Maybe it's a shortage on water or something. And they got these celebrities coming out of nowhere saying this to try to get people to take less baths or something. It's, it's strange, man. Especially the people that have been coming out saying this shit.
1: I, I think it's a weird Hollywood thing, man. I think, you know, how how they, they only eat organic food and they do shit like this. I think that and there, a lot of them are anti-vax too. They don't mm-hmm. want to come out and say that, but a lot of them yeah. are anti-vax. Um, I, and not just COVID. I mean, anti-vax everything. everything they yeah. don't take measles. They don't take hepatitis shots. Like yeah. they are anti-vax and they do vax their kids. Yeah. I think it's a weird Hollywood thing. I think they have some kind of fear against processed soap or something, or maybe water has dangerous minerals in it that poison you. So I think it's a weird Hollywood thing where it's like, no, your skin will look better if you don't bathe every day. Yeah. And I'm like, now I know y'all must be cooped up in a mansion all day. At least I hope y'all are because if y'all going outside, especially in this heat, coming home, laying next to your husband slash wife and not taking a bath, yeah, that's horrible,
0: that, man. That's terrible, man. And and us living in Houston, you have if you go outside for a couple hours, you have to take a bath yes, or a shower. You man.
1: gotta take two. It's, it's no,
0: <laughs> it's no way you could just come in and be cool. Like you gotta change and take a shower. That's yeah. I don't see how they do that, man.
1: I don't get it, man. It reminds me of that uh, what was it, a Dave Chappelle thing about white people not having it was a uh, the trading places oh, yeah. skit. where you had the black guy go to the white <laughs> yeah. yeah y'all ain't got bath y'all ain't got bath wags or bath rags or nothing like uh-huh. and then yeah. there was a whole discussion about how white people don't use bath towels. It's like, yeah, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, I I, I found that out uh, as a kid, and I was in middle school. I was in sixth grade, and we went on a uh, I want to say it was like a camping trip far away. And it, was a, it wasn't, we wasn't in no tent or nothing, but it was like a building. And mm-hmm. um, my teacher ended up staying the night. And um, I told him, I'm like, yeah, I got to get my rag. And he was like, rag? What you using a rag
1: for?
0: <laughs> He said he just used his hands. And I thought, yeah, we thought that they, was crazy as fuck. We like, put nah. the bar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In the ass, yeah, and put it back for somebody else to use. Ugh. Yeah,
0: like you fucking caveman or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like no, we, like we all brought rags and towels, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you ain't got no rack That was that was fucking. Nah, weird. They,
1: they put the bare uh, fucking bar soap on their body. And, and they balls and ass and they put it back on the stand and somebody else <laughs> got to use it. That's fucking disgusting, man. That's fucking nasty, man. People yeah. are, and now this whole thing about people not bathing. Yeah, y'all white people. Really though, I guess it's rich white people. I can put this on all white people. White people listen to our podcast. We know y'all bathing. I
0: don't think Tab do that, man. He he got a black he got a black wife. (laughs) She (laughs) making him use towels and rags and shit. Oh, for sure, for sure, (laughs) for
1: sure. Yeah, he 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 ain't gonna get away with that. So, (laughs) nah, man, this is some weird, freaky shit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Hollywood. I don't know what's going on in these upper upper class white households, but uh yeah y'all gotta start taking a bath again man I'm glad yeah. I don't have to and Kristen Bell fine as shit too man I'm unfortunate yeah. that she stinks
0: Dang. <laughs> Dang. that the cat <coot-a-cat> probably
2: oh
1: <laughs> musty as hell man yeah. you know she don't believe in putting nothing down there it's gotta Ugh. be all natural Oh man probably smell like nasty ass organic carrots or some <laughs> shit um anything else happen this week we gotta talk about man
0: Nah, we can wrap it up, man.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up in memoriam of Dipset once again. Yeah, because <laughs> they still it a run. Yep, yeah, they had a hell of a run. Clap for them.
0: And this other thing too, I feel like this is the longest um, people been talking about the verses after agree. afterwards, because usually people you know still be on the high the, the the next day. But people still bringing it up like heavy, yeah. So I was just like, damn, like you would have thought it happened yesterday.
1: <laughs> nah, and there's still stories coming out about it. You know, I yeah. think we need a, a statement from Dipset. We diplomats do. have to say something. I, I haven't hoping, heard nothing from their camp. I was hoping camp.
0: Cam did like an Instagram live or something, yeah, explaining what happened. But yeah. He, they might need to stay where they at man
1: you're taking the L on the chest man so yeah. whatever but yeah I have heard a whole lot of talk about this so good for them good for the logs for what they did yeah and yeah once again thank y'all for listening to Jim's Jukes podcast we hope y'all enjoyed it um, shout out again to Jasmine doing her thing in the background helping us out with the marketing promotion and whatnot. Um, also of course shout out to our good friend Tal we brought him up earlier Taptechunlocksim.com. Get you a SIM card to unlock your phone. Get your iPhone glass repaired. Get you some headphones and other cases and accessories. Go to TaptechUnlockSim.com. Our man Tab will hook you up and let him know we sent you. <laughs> you will get a good deal from that man. Um, also, anybody else we got a shout out?
0: um no i think that's it man yeah i'm I'm tired of shout outs man
1: yeah we we got our we got our core and that's enough (laughs) but thank y'all all all for listening no for sure definitely we appreciate everybody who listens make sure you listen to uh figgy on in the loop ten to sports radio 610 curating the vibes (laughs) busy week for the texans busy week in houston sports make sure y'all tune in they gonna keep y'all updated and informed it's going to be some funky, fresh beats behind it, too, man. So yeah. make sure y'all check that shit out. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Y'all know what to do. I ain't going to get into that bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, until next time, y'all.
2: Peace. Peace.